What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Hey Louise sports podcast. This episode 243 for the week of July 10th, 2022. The title of this episode is HCS Partnership Program Uproar and LVT Interviews Tashi. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by the man in the Space Station Gaming, not hoodie, no, 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 but t-shirt, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem, Will. Oh, I should have said and the aha hat. Oh, great. Thanks. Will, how are you doing on this Monday evening? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? I'm doing all right as well. We have a jam fucking packed show to get to. That we do. Um, I thought last week was jam packed, but we got a lot to talk about this week as well. Do, do, before we, just, before oh, we get shit. into the show, there was a discussion in our Discord about a saying you've been using a lot. What? You always say not to beat a dead horse. Are you, wait, are you actually looking this up? For the so, record, for the record, okay? Join the Discord if you haven't already. Uh, exclamation point Discord and chat if you're watching live. Uh, for the record, I joked that, so I, I joked to Beth that it sounds like we're going to have a off-the-rails discussion about where this thing came from, and I did not say to Will at all, Will, you better attest to this, yes. I did not say at all that we would do this nope. during the show. It's all me. And before you even start, Winkler with the fucking tier one sub, thank you so hey. much. For six months, you get a woo! And then also, uh, British Rocker, thank you for the follow. I see you. I see you as well. What's up, Tools? Welcome. Go ahead. Okay. So the origin of the expression, beat a dead horse, comes from the mid-19th century when the practice of beating horses to make them go faster was often viewed as acceptable. To beat a dead horse would be pointless as it wouldn't be able to go anywhere. Thank you so much, <laughs> Will, for discussing how, for looking up where the fucking phrase beat a dead horse comes from. And that is literally how we open this week's show and that wasn't planned and I mean that literally did not say a word to him about that that just popped up you're welcome so that's awesome <laughs> what do we what do we actually have on the show though Winkler we love you too uh on this week's episode of the show for real this time we have yes believe it or not and a big thank you to Beth for starting this up more ranked playlists are apparently coming to infinite Okay. Halo.API has some news coming soon. We unfortunately won't have it in time for this episode, but hey, next week we'll obviously talk about it. Tournaments are announced for the week. Roster shakeups continue to happen around the HCS. Tournaments are recapped. Our first topic of the HCS partnership program debacle, that I'm going to call it a debacle, because that's kind of what it felt like. Our second topic of the LVT and Tashi interview that happened literally last night. So shout out to uh, LVT and Tashi for doing that as well. Awesome. Map Legends returns and this time with Halo Infinite's own Bizarre. And 343 welcome back, welcomes back a veteran to the studio. And Will, before we get into the competitive news, I also have to get a, give a shout out to Chica for the fucking sub. Thank you so much. You get a woo! And obviously these will happen during the shout out section as well. But since they're so early on in the show, I want to do them right now. That works. So Will, yeah. with that, let's get into some competitive news. You like that? Wonderful. Awesome. I mean, you're the one that literally looked up beat a dead horse at the beginning of the show. That was not me. So you're going to deal with some bullshit today. What was that? I forgot to press a button. Oh, nice. We're All good. right, cool. We're good. What's up, Beth? Welcome. Halo Infinite ranked matchmaking should be fixed. 
So this was fun. Um, you guys got to deal with this firsthand. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, for those who did not know, um, there was an issue with CSR being distributed in ranked matchmaking um, to where you could not earn, but you definitely could lose. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as a result, um, the appropriate parties were notified and a fix has been applied. And this is from Halo Support, and they state, A back-end update to address competitive skill rank CSR issues in Halo Infinite is now live. If you're currently playing, restart Halo Infinite to ensure you receive the service update. I don't know why you'd still have the game in a running state for days on end, but in case you haven't shut the game down in days, then I recommend you restart your game to get this back-end update. Okay, on top of that, does quick resume not work for other people? Because it doesn't work for me. I know that they said, oh, I thought in a recent update, maybe it was for April or later that they said that they've improved that or fixed that. Okay. So it's not fixed for me. So if I do quick resume, yeah. it will not connect me to the online servers. That was a problem. It's still that a problem one. for me. Okay. So. Have you submitted a support ticket? No. Better question. Do you know how to submit a support ticket? Because holy I, fuck, is it convoluted? I do know how. It's so convoluted. But it's not that hard for me to just restart the damn game. It takes like yeah, yeah. 10 seconds, you know? Well, all I'm going to say is hopefully the appropriate parties are aware of that issue, that it's still not technically fixed, at, at least to you. Um, and hopefully that does get addressed because that is a main selling feature of the series of consoles. So the Xbox series of consoles, that is. That says I can't ever seem to find games if I do quick resume, so I just quit and restart. Yep. All right, there's another instance of it. So maybe they maybe they're still looking into it. I don't fucking know. But I know I saw I thought they had like improved it, quote unquote, or they're still looking into it. But regardless, I saw something re related to quick resume. Yeah. Also, if I quick resume, my challenges are like bugged where <laughs> wonderful. They they appear in giant blocks in big text. And they're not like Oh. It's it's yeah, like it goes off the screen. Can I, should I say what that is real quick? So for those who also don't know, if you want a little like funny uh, UI quirk in Infinite, if you have the text size increased and you go to the HCS store, the Space Station gaming box, the text goes past the box. So that's fun. Again, just a little UI quirk, you know? You have to have like the increased text size though in the accessibility settings. But yeah, it's funny. Um... So yeah, if you haven't restarted your game yet, do that and CSR should be fixed for you. I don't believe, now I could be talking out of my ass right now, but I don't believe that they've applied like retroactively CSR that you may have gained while this issue was happening, right? Not that I know of. Okay, because you could still lose, correct? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And there was a, Point where if you lost, you lost max no matter what. Holy fucking moly, what? Yeah, yeah. You you any loss was a lose max fifteen CSR. Um in the words of a true Minnesotan, oofda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Wow. Um speaking of shits that shit that's broken, the HCS team is aware of a catalyst issue. Um, this is by Clutch. Um, because he's the only one that's responded. So there's an issue in Mohawk. Um, so there's an area on Catalyst that is called Mohawk. Um, and if you have, like, it might just be any equipment in general, but there's like a dead space in 
the map, like mm-hmm. a like a corner um, of a geometry where if you drop a piece of equipment in that corner, you cannot pick it up. Uh, this was proven by a clip um, where a player had dropped overshield in that spot. Um, player could not proceed to pick up said overshield and then died shortly thereafter because was not able to pick up said overshield. Um, and then Clutch replied with, we're aware of the issue um, with like a writing emoji. So who knows when that's going to be fixed, but you know, that's there. And what's up fresh says, Hey, it's my favorite HCS podcast boys. Well, you're fucking awesome. You know that? And your name is great too. I love me some fresh citrus. God, and that's not even a joke. Like I literally love oranges. Like orange is my favorite flavor of anything. Will you can attest to yeah, that. Yep. Yeah. I can love fresh citrus, man. God. All right. Um, so again, big shout out to Beth on this one. High tech redneck in the chat. Uh, so apparently more ranked playlists are actually coming. This is by high tech redneck and Zach Boyce, uh, who is the multiplayer game designer for three, four, three, um, high tech redneck stated in a reply to a separate tweet. I just want to know if, and when we're ever going to get more ranked playlists, having more social option is great for those that prefer it, but us ranked fans haven't really gotten anything since launch. Everything just gets added to social. Zach Boyce stated, I talked about it in a recently in a recent ish blog update, ranked FFA and ranked doubles are on the way. And the other thing that I'm going to add to this is, um, Beth and I tried finding said article could not find it. So, well, correction could not find it where it was specifically stated that it would be ranked FFA and ranked doubles. We did find that FFA and doubles would be coming. It just wasn't specified rank. So this might've been the first instance of somebody at three, four, three confirming that it is going to be ranked. So that's cool. If true, uh, Maddie says, Josh is going to be the dad responsible bringing orange slices to the kids soccer games. What's wrong with that? Who doesn't like an orange slice? Unless you don't like oranges, in which case, I'm sorry. That's a you problem. I like orange slices. I don't like peeling the orange. Oh, no. Peeling Such oranges sucks. Oh, Such absolutely. No, fuck that. But, man, oranges are awesome. <laughs> you know what? Mandarin oranges? Awesome. Cuties? Awesome. Tangerines? Awesome. Just oranges. All right. Next up. Halo.API continues to surprise. This is by Halo.API, and this is actually a twofer. So the first one is, as a last gift for this amazing community, we would like to share with you all the first full-featured Halo Infinite file browser. Find what you're looking for, bookmark it, and play it. Man, if only that was on Waypoint. Hmm. Huh. Imagine. Wait. Oh, it used to be with Halo 5, and now it's not. Awesome. I know you have your gripes with Waypoint. So many gripes with Waypoint. Dude, it just got worse so fast. All right. But uh, another Halo.API update, again by Halo.API. Let me just backtrack just for a second fucking shout out to them for literally releasing things when they're potentially going to shut their doors at right, the end of the month. Right. Like what? Like, Hey, it's a farewell. Here's something you could potentially use for a month. And, uh, it's awesome. And it should be, <laughs> it should stay. Why? But Hey, okay. yeah. After this next statement, go. Yes. Uh, so the last statement that was, re- that was released actually today by halo.api, they stated Spartans. We have an update. 
We have spoken to Xbox Game Studios and Microsoft about the current situation. We'll share more updates Wednesday, this week on Wednesday. We're still doing our best to figure out a solution. Your help by keeping things visible is highly appreciated. So... This makes me feel like they're not going away just yet. Yep. I hope so. Now, as we have learned from one party, that party being Tashi from the LVT interview, and we'll talk about it later on in the show during the topic, but um, funding just wasn't feasible. Maybe something has changed here. Maybe there's a mutual agreement that took place. Who knows? Because we did know that there was there were legal things that need to be taken into consideration as well. So who knows what this actually means? We don't. Obviously, Halo.API knows. Um, Just can't wait for Wednesday. Exactly. Yeah, Wednesday. I, I need that announcement. Wednesday is going to be hopefully a good day. Hopefully a good day. You know, people don't like Wednesdays when it comes to work weeks. Mondays, well, Wednesdays, not the greatest thing in the world. But in terms of Halo shit, this could be awesome. Uh, this is me speculating here, but maybe... Maybe Microsoft and 343 are working on their own API or whatever, but maybe they contracted them to run this until they get their own running. That'd be awesome. Because we do, the Halo community does need it. Oh, 100%. They, all, and all the sites that run off of it, it, it needs to be there. The thing that boggles my mind is that, yes, I understand people don't really play H5 as much anymore. Um, it still has a probably, probably a dedicated population right now but again my, like smaller in comparison but still what gets me is that if this does shut down at the end of the month you will literally be unable to find map mode customs for five they they won't exist like yeah. the you can't find them on waypoint the you waypoint literally doesn't have a portal for them anymore forge hub was it and if that's gone Nope. Um, Maddie says, I talked with the guy from AutoCode on the first, and he said they have some meetings with some teams and businesses that have shown interest, so I'm guessing that they had those meetings. And hopefully something fruitful came from those meetings that we'll learn about on Wednesday. Thank you, Maddie, for the insight. Appreciate you as always. Um, next up, LVT announces another show match. This is about LVT Productions. They state, $2,000 show, uh, show match event incoming. Louis V. Titans Money Tuesday, presented by G Fuel Esports. We have teamed up with Matt Chirino to bring Last Spartan Standing and 2v2 Halo back on July 19th. So, not tomorrow, Tuesday, but uh, the following Tuesday is when this event will be taking place. And then uh, uh, Garrett O'Tools uh, stated that the rosters, um, or like the players for the Last Spartan Standing along with the uh, undercard in the main event will be announced shortly. So stay tuned for that. Wonderful. Yes. And then finally, uh, for Silos out there, shout out Silos. As much shit as I give you, we love you. Should Halo CE stations be set up at Orlando? And I added, and Worlds? This is by Legend P. And the Legend P states, retweet, not what we're talking, like go to the tweet in the Google Doc of the show, it's the show and retweet that tweet. If HCS should have us come back out to HCS Orlando to set up another retro Halo side station for the attendees to experience some 30 FPS goodness. And then I replied with, and Worlds. And the answer is yes. They should let you do that. 
because that means Silas will come. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing holding him back, it feels like, is if they had a CE station or not. Yeah. Uh, Tashi also talked about it in that LVT. I guess Tools brought it up, but I guess the kind of culture around having these side stations is people do run money eights or whatever on sure. them. And it's like, I get that, but someone who just needs to play to warm up or enjoy their time, not probably going to hop in on that. And then you have gatekeeping and all that. Like I get why it might not be a thing now. Right. So I know that it was, um, yo, what's up shot. Welcome back. It says no CE equals no silos. Yep. So it feels like, um, at Seattle 2018, that world's event, um, in VIP, they had, like a station set up so that you could play against Ogre 2, I think it was. Mm. Or or like if he wasn't there, you could obviously just sit down and play against each other. Um, and I don't know if there's any wagers or anything happening there, but like it's it's just the cool little stuff like that. To And especially the reason why I said Worlds in this is because while, while Orlando would be cool and we know a lot of people are going to be there, if what Tashi is saying in that blog post is saying is true, where worlds is supposed to be like the celebration of the entire franchise, then awesome that you're having free PlayStation set up for five. I mean, not for, for infinite. What the fuck am I talking about? Whoa. Like mm-hmm. having free PlayStations up for infinite and whatnot is great. Don't get me wrong. But like if you, maybe if you add some MCC stuff in there, so people get that and you have authentic CE there as well in some capacity, whether it just be one CRT or two or whatever it may be, just having something there because if you're if you're meant to celebrate the entire franchise, then having something that for a multiplayer that wasn't even supposed to exist to being there, people played it competitively. That's where this thing got its start a long ass time ago. A lot of big names were made from this game. Why not have it there in any just type of capacity? Sure. And I, I just really think it'd be really cool to see that. And Silas would be there, which would be awesome. Um. Tanner is cool. Uh, Tanner is cooler. My bad. Not just cool, but cooler. I'm um, ranked FFA at the booths, but not in matchmaking. BR starts at least. Hey. Was that, it was at the Dolby booth at uh, Kansas City, right? They had the, uh, they had the FFA. Yeah, but like also the, just the FFA in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but Tanner. Tanner. Ranked FFA is supposedly coming. Hang on to your fucking pants. And if you're not wearing pants, then hold on to something. Uh, Tool says Worlds needs all the side stations. Agreed. Uh, Maddie is Maddie says Worlds is uh, three days equals three tournaments. Halo CE, Halo Two, and Halo Three, or replace two for five. No, 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 Maddie. No, 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 no. Three days. Halo Four, Halo Four, and Halo Four. Done deal. Easy peasy. Full blown extraction tournament. That's it. That's all you need. Uh, Tool says the Dolby booth uh, could have been so much better. Oh, absolutely. But the fact, I mean, they're a partner now, Tools. They're a partner, you know? Um, Well, Tools, Worlds for Spectators is three days. Worlds for Spectators is three days. But yes, you're right. It is a four-day event, but three days for Spectators. Um, Regardless, that's it. For the competitive news. Your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo Esports needs. And maybe some merch if you're feeling cheeky. 
It's a word I haven't used in a little while. You feeling cheeky? Go buy some noob combo merch. And I've been seeing a, been seeing Maddie. I see you a little bit on on the Twitter. You know, I see people loving that uh, heavy metal noob combo T-shirt. All right, I see that. You know what you should do, Maddie? I mean, we should do the same fucking thing. But you know what you should do, Maddie? You should you should get uh, some of those printed and bring them to a uh, bring them to Orlando or Worlds or wherever you're gonna be if you're gonna be there. Bring them there. Those heavy metal ones are fucking sick. Should really promote merch more. No, that's what we're for. We promote your merch for you. That's kind of what we do here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Your upcoming tournaments of the week. Daily tournaments, first blood in Z League. Obviously. I mean, they're daily. They happen, maybe. So th- there's that. Uh, today, July 11th, Monday, Esports Arena Series E stream, I believe, is happening right now. Don't go away. You know, fucking open up a separate tab or something. But, you know, it, you, you got Shyway, you got Why Not over there. They're awesome. Why Not's got a crazy outfit going on, too. But, you know, separate tab. We're here. On Wednesday, July 13th, we have the Knights Arena Weekly Halo Infinite 44 in the University Halo Chamber League week number one. On Thursday, the 14th, we have Cintanegra Esports Team Pass Tournament. On the 15th, we have Knights Arena Monthly Halo Infinite 44. And then on the 16th, the AMD Royal Talent FFA Tournament and the BenQ Projector Halo Infinite Tournament where you could win a BenQ Projector. And then finally, on Sunday, the 17th, HCS Open Series for EU in Australia, New Zealand. And uh, that's it for upcoming turns of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo Sports needs. And hey, like I said, you could potentially buy some of that merch. Um, Oh, actually, let's talk about this real quick before we move on, because this is kind of topical talking about merch. Maddie says, still waiting for Brandon. That's LVT, by the way, Louis V. Titan, uh, to tell me how to buy a Money Tuesday shirt at Tools. You know, it's really funny because they fucking, they have a hoodie tier on their Patreon, okay, which is great and all. Where the fuck's the merch store, Tools? I want to buy a fucking shirt. I don't need one. I don't need a fucking handout. I want to buy a shirt, all right? I'm with Maddie. I love hoodies. I have a ton of hoodies. Well, you know, I have a ton of hoodies. We love hoodies. I have way too many. We love hoodies. And I love LVT, okay? Let's not get shit twisted. But Maddie says it. We want the t-shirt. I get it. Oh, we want to make sure the quality's good. We want to make sure we do this or that. Just release the fucking shirt. I want to buy it. (laughs) Thanks. You good? I'm great. Got got that out of your system? I'd be even better, though, if I had a Money Tuesday shirt. You know? Got it. But I don't. Yet here we are. So. And there he is. It'll come, but we got to make sure stuff is right. Okay. All right, Mr. Logistics. <laughs> I mean, it's better that they're making sure. It's no, better. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. it. says, buy a hoodie and enjoy it, nerd. Well, okay. You know what? Don't, don't you have to be subscribed for like three months or something at that tier to get the hoodie? Like, isn't that what it is? Should I, uh, should I Patreon? Yeah, you look up their Patreon. Is it LVT or is it actually Louis V. Titan? I think it's uh, LVT Productions, as a matter of fact. 
You don't even have to fucking look it up. Tool said it. Yeah, you do, LMAO. Yeah, fuck you guys. Like, hey, subscribe to this, like, $50 tier for three months in a row, and then you get a hoodie. Woo! Well, it... I hope it's a bomb-ass hoodie. It makes sure that people aren't just... Oh, I know, I know. support, man. I know, and they're they're charging event prices for the hoodie. I get it. It's fine. You know, like, you're charging space station prices for the hoodie, my man. I'm just kidding. Says that's how Patreon works. It's all good. I'm just giving you shit. But please, seriously, like, once you guys have the opportunity to sell the shirts... Let us know immediately. Dropping the money right away. See, and that's that's why that's why I thought to us. Says the hoodie costs like eighty bucks. Well, yeah, I get it. All right, it's your optic now. Is that what this is? Those hoodies were expensive as fuck too. Yeah. Oh man, says we made like twenty bucks a month on that fifty dollars. Wait, I thought you said Patreon only take ten percent. Didn't you say in the interview that Patreon only takes 10%? Either way, we can talk about this later. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it later. All right, let's fucking, you know, that's actually it for the upcoming tournaments of the week where we didn't talk about that. So we talked about merch. Back on track. We're back on the rails. And Will, what do we got next? Rostermania! We have Rostermania, yes. That we do. Um, we'll run through it here once I write down the timestamp because my brain is all over the place today. That's all good. Boom. There we go. What's all up, Snag? right. We'll start with uh, Shady Eyeing the U.S. This is, I'm assuming, a tweet. Well, if you- Oh, yeah, and a now deleted tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's why there's no link. Exactly. I uh, typed it out. <laughs> um. Valencia is over. I'm officially a free agent. I would like to play in NA. If you are interested in my interested, my DMs are open, not mine, Shady's. And he said, I remain open to proposals from European teams with a couple of emojis there. So And again, this tweet's been deleted. So take that for what you will. Now normally I wouldn't real normally I don't include deleted stuff in the show because maybe they just misspoke, maybe something had come of it, whatever it may be. But I'm like, you know what? There's been speculation that he wants to come to NA for a while now. Fuck it. The internet's the internet. It exists somewhere. Sure. There you go. Enjoy it. All right. Um, Batchford plans on competing. Said, not sure what my current four is doing post Valencia, but I'm open to trying with new rosters that are looking to qualify or do well in Orlando. Just want to see what my options are, really. My DMs are open. Already messaged a couple of players. So we'll see what comes of that. We shall see. Just good to see him back. You see, he had that that stint where he wasn't planning on competing, then um, was picked up for a team for Valencia. Just happy to still see him competing. Uh, King J is no longer a restricted free agent. Uh, Free agency update. He is now completely unrestricted and free to sign anywhere he wants. (laughs) He says, thank you to BBG for making this as easy as possible. And then since then, BBG just has uh, uh, released the entire roster, which we'll get to a little bit later. So all of them are unrestricted free agents. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And then we actually had, I believe our, is it like this, the first real trade yeah. we've seen? Oh, I have something to say about this um, too. So, <laughs> oh boy. EU Burns from EU United. 
tweeted, we've agreed to a player trade with Pioneers sending King Nick for Manny. Um, both, the, both of the players have had a huge role in their team's success. I believe both will benefit from a new environment. I want to personally thank Nick for all the hard work, dedication, and resilience he displayed while representing United. We hope he does big things with KCP. Switching gears to Manny, I've only heard great things from his peers and others. We can't wait to implement him into our system and see him grow. Josh, would you like to comment? Oh, yeah. Okay, the, go. The, the, the only thing that I want to add to this is, and we'll talk about the individual later on in the show as well, because uh, I'm all for change. I'm all for people growing up um, and making a change for themselves for the better. Um, but I find it really fucking hilarious how when you don't make a fuss about something, there's more potential to be moved. Put two and two together, folks. You'll figure it out real quick. Now, I don't know the intricacies of all this. I don't know what the talks were like or whatnot. I just find it fucking hilarious that a player-for-player player trade happened and the player that got traded from the EU roster was not the one bitching. Not the one asking to go. Unless he maybe did behind the scenes, but we don't know that. That's the thing. Wasn't publicly shitting on the organization as a result. Wonderful. Wonderful indeed. All right, that, that's, that's the roster mania news for oh. this week. Right. More of a, you know, roster mania. It was mentioned as a, like roster hurricane, which it really does feel like yeah. shit's just going down. Yeah. Are, are people yelling timber? You better move. You better dance. <laughs> Shout out Kesha. All right, scrim recaps. Let's uh, hop right Ooh, into that, okay. shall we? Uh, scrimmers, uh, well, for the time being, don't know if this is going to be changing in the future at all. Um, hopefully not. But um, for the time being, you can get all your scrim results over at uh, halodatahive.com. And uh, you can check out halodatahive.com for, for all of your Halo statistical needs. Um, for the scrims that happened over the last week, I have a few to call out here. Just a few. So first one. Okay. Saw a lot. This, I say it all the time, guys. I get it. Okay. You get excited. All right. Like, let's, you know what, everybody, I want you to take a sit, sit back in your chair, your couch, your car, or if you're, if you're standing, you know, just lean against something, you know, just, just get, get comfy for a minute. I want you to, I want you to look back. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to reminisce. Okay, I want you I want you to think back to a moment where you just got super super excited about something, right? Could be a brand new video game that was coming out that you just had your fucking eyes on, you were begging your parents to get it for you as a kid. Like, "Oh my god, I oh, I want Jekyll and Hyde so bad for the NES. I want it so bad. It's going to be so good. Mom, dad, give it to me, please." And then you get it. Right? You get Jekyll and Hyde on the NES and you, you pop it in your console. You don't even have to blow on the cartridge. It just works first time. It's brand new. Works first time. You boot it up and you're like, Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be so awesome. All my friends are going to be so jealous that I got this game. 
and then you play it. What a fucking disaster that was. Okay. Now let's come back to the, to the present. All right. I know crazy reminiscing about that. And for anybody that got Jekyll and Hyde back in the day, I feel sorry for you, but besides the point. So G one beat optic eight to four in a scrim. Now you may be thinking to yourself, did he really just compare G one to Jekyll and Hyde on the NES? Kinda. Not really, but kind of like it was a, it was probably a poor example of what I chose to reminisce about, but I don't want people, they do this all the time. I see this all the time in Twitch chat and Reddit on Twitter, whatever it may be. And you're like, Oh fucking, they annihilated optic. There's so much better. These guys are going to explode. Oh my God. Now that they got boo boo doo the sky's the limit. Calm down. Just calm down. I think them potentially picking up Boo Boo Doo Boo because while we did see that uh, in a recent tweet we talked about last week where like they had signed a top tier player, rumors are that's Boo Boo Doo Boo. He's still playing with them. You know, put two and two together. It's probably that. Can't confirm. But uh, them potentially picking up Boo Boo Doo Boo is a, is more than likely a net positive for them. Okay. Does that automatically make them the top three, top two team tools? I see the Kappa. All right. Don't fucking stir the pot. All right. I love the enthusiasm towards the team. I really do. And I think what they're doing with that organization is awesome awesome because it really truly feels like um they care about the players not just inside the game but outside the game as well love that think that's phenomenal but this is a scrim and this doesn't mean anything okay the only thing literally the only thing that this can mean is at least the teams are getting some good online practice. That's it. This does not translate into tournament play, online or otherwise, and definitely does not translate to LAN. If you want an example, look at Optic. Enough said. If you want an example, look at Sentinels. Enough said. I love the enthusiasm around G1. I think that they are doing very well in the open series events where not all the teams are competing. And I think they are doing well in scrims. Just keep expectations in check. And Maddie says, baby steps, Josh, baby steps. Absolutely. And that's great. I'm just, I get it. People are very excited and understandably. So this team looks awesome on paper. They're only trending upwards, which is great. And it really feels like the organization and the owner cares about the people involved. And that is what I want more than anything. Can they translate it? Can they translate it into actual tournament play when stakes are on the line? That's what I want to know. And that's what I'm waiting to see. So good for them on performing well in scrims, because guess what? On Thursday, July 7th, they also played against cloud nine with bound. And they won 
So there's that. Again, it's just a scrim. Expectations versus reality, people. Let's keep it in check. And I say it all the time. Do I want them to succeed? Yes. Because it's only better for the scene. And considering how FaZe still doesn't have their shit in line, people are still waiting there to see what happens there. Optic perform really well when it comes to online. Don't perform well at LAN. Or don't perform, don't perform to expectation on LAN as of yet. Now, granted, they just had made that move for formal, so there's that. Cloud9 took a slight step back, but there's still Cloud9. But again, they don't have a finalized roster either, technically speaking. I mean, they, they do technically with Renegade still, because Renegade hasn't been moved. But Renegade's not playing with them right now, so who knows what's going to happen there. So, and United's still looking for a fourth, technically speaking. Even though Spartan is still technically on the roster. I like that uh, Echidna keeps uh, joking that she's on the bench for United. Oh, yeah. Which would be funny if she did hop in for like a, a scrim or something. I'm just saying, in, in, in the current... In the current landscape that we're looking at right now, RG won a top team. Well, if the other teams only have three out of the four players competing, I guess you could technically say that because where else are they going to go? Because if, if, I mean, if you look at it, if Cloud9 doesn't have a set roster, they're DQ'd. If FaZe don't have a set roster, they're DQ'd. If United doesn't have a set roster, they're DQ'd. Well, there's your top three, four teams right there. So there's that. Just keep expectations in check. That's all I'll say there. I'm done with that. Um, and then people might go on the flip side. What's up, Mar? People might go on the flip side and look at this Optic Gaming versus Pioneer scrim where Optic Gaming went 14-0 and and be like, see, Optic Gaming didn't lose their stride. You guys are all tripping. It's a fucking scrim. And what was the stat line like? The stat line for their scrim results was crazy pre-KC. Yeah. Like what? They had lost a few games? And look what happened. So good for them for taking Pioneers 14-0, but it's it's just online practice at this point. And then finally, um, if we're going to do this, then I have to give props to Complexity because on Saturday, July 9th, Sentinels did beat them 7-5, but Complexity kept it close in an online practice. So there you go. That's what I got for the scrim recaps. Go to Halo Data Hive while you still can, please. And I hope it stays up. I really do. But while it's still available, go to halodatahive.com, please. Um... Jamie? Is it James? Jamie or James? I think it's Jamie Escobar. I miss, I apologize for mispronouncing your name, but uh, welcome, by the way. It says, Renegade and Sparty played with phase against complexity. That's fine. But l- the reason why we didn't talk about this last week is because that roster is just simply not confirmed. At all. And unless, like, unless Spartan gets put on loan to phase or gets bought out by phase Spartan's not on that roster 
He ain't going to be competing with them at Orlando. He's not going to be competing with them at Worlds. Yeah, those same, moves have to happen between the teams. Same thing with Renegade. Same exact yeah, thing with Renegade. He's been bouncing around. Exactly. It's like there's literally nothing is set in stone. So I could sit here and speculate all day that, oh, that roster sounds amazing because on paper, sure. But the fact of the matter is it's still an online practice and that's all it is. I wish the I wish the players the best. And if that roster does come to be, look out. Yeah, it could be dangerous. Oh yeah. But it's not confirmed. So what I I'm not gonna sit here and speculate on it. Good for them for playing in an online practice, though. All right. What do we got for the tournament league recaps for the yes. last week, Will? We'll start as always, like we have been with the Halo Rec League, the FFA series. Final week! Yes, here are your leaders after the final week. In 10th is Deedle, 9th, Big Dog, 8th, Vicious Vance, 7th is Crazed Rock, 6th, Finisher 13, 5th is Bane, 4th is Generic, 2nd is Steph Slaps, and tied with 2nd is actually Golden Guy, and in 1st is Hades, P1. So Very nice. Um, I'm guessing there's going to be some sort of championship series. I think there's a playoffs. Yeah, we've seen from them that that first place doesn't always take it home. Sometimes it's Mm -mm. at someone in that fifth, sixth range that's kind of been hanging out that all of a sudden just emerges and dominates the playoffs or whatever series they do for the final. So The one thing I want to add, just real quick, is Hades had been performing basically top of the pack weeks four, five, and six, but then was literally middle of the pack in week seven. So, and the, the player who did take top points in week seven, the final week was crazed rock who took seventh overall. So that's a new name that popped up. It really, it just depends on the day and who you're playing against it. I mean, anybody can have a good or bad day. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, and yet for the Halo Rec League, the semis are on the, I think it says 19th. Yes. They will not be streamed and finals are on the 26th. Will be streamed. Hell yeah. Watch some Halo Rec League action. All right. Speaking of FFA, we also had the EU HCS FFA series. Mm-hmm. In fourth place was Warrior O'Neill, someone who's been at the top quite a lot. Uh, Glory GG's in third. Mighty's in second and playing very well and legend as well in first place. So awesome. Look out for them. Look out. We did have a um, KCP pioneers community night. They've put on a two V two in third, fourth. We had drift in room gel. However you say that still. And then Johan MC and guardian was also in third, fourth taking second was SLG and legend. And first was Hativ and Renegade. So Renegade's still playing at a top level at 2v2. He is a, pretty much just a 2v2 god at this point. And there was uh, something else as well. I, I apologize for derailing for a second. Um, oh, this here it is. Uh, Renegade has chosen to give his scuff controller, because that's what the winners received, to grand finalist legend. Oh, nice. Yeah, shout out Renegade. That's fucking nice. What a nice guy. All right. Um, we did have a HCS regional qualifier for Mexico, and we have some teams that have qualified for pool play. I just included the top two because the top two 
qualify for pool play. For Orlando. Or for no, for the Mexican oh, for the, regional. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes. For the regional that's coming up. Yes. That makes sense why it's a regional qualifier. That, that yes. I should walk out of this room right now. No, you're <laughs> fine. You're fine. It was so, a long night last night. Uh, <laughs> CN, which is Lure, Dolan, Hermgel, and Sepsters, and then CN Nubis. Yeah, they're both Centenegra teams. Um, yep, which is Goroloco, Doctors Sobio, so, Sobrio, mm-hmm. uh, Chino, and Heavenly. Nice. Congratulations to them. Looking forward to that regional. Um, like I speculated, I <laughs> I don't see anybody except Pittsburgh taking it, but, yeah. you know, I'd love to be surprised. It would be awesome. But who, I mean, they are Pittsburgh. Oh, Maddie says Cincinnati are going to be plastered everywhere at the regional. Yeah, they have like, <laughs> it just feels like they have four teams there. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But, um, okay. yeah. Moving on to the HCS Open Series, we'll start with Australia, New Zealand. In fourth place was Dire Wolves. Um, Vamped, Jordan, Zirkel, and Bald. Third was Digital Nation, Bandit, uh, Takori, Rice, and Nubles. Second went to Nuke and Pave. That included Ningestics, Junior, Dino, and Benji. And then first went to Divine Mind, Sways, Pipperin, Plasma, and Raided. Divine Mind at the top again. They are at the top again. Moving on to the open series for EU. In fourth place was J-Lings, Morga, Quad, Septic, and Cristola. Third went to Quadrant, SLG, Nurix, Chick, and Shad. Second went to Navi, Jimbo, Mighties, so Snakey and Kimbo. And Ascend taking first, Legend, Sicker, Respectful, and Snipe Drone. Would have saw that happening. <laughs> And then we did have the Open Series for NA take place as well. Teams qualified for what's coming up this Thursday. Thursday, Your winner's bracket teams are going to be Pioneers, Druck, King, Nick, Tolik, and Soul Snipe. G2, Gilkey, Sab, Straight, Sick, and Envor. G1, Squally, Boobadoo, Swish, and Predevinator. And then Team Incognito, Carmea, Suspector, Tusk, and Arctic. Indeed. And then in the loser's bracket, it's going to be Fanatic. Super CC, Jazeera, Septify, and Rami. Oxygen Esports, Common, Triton, Boehm. Oh, my God. Did you actually almost do that? And Nemesis. Yes. Oh, and no. Space Station, Ace, Suppressed, Collect, and Tylenol. And Young COL, Monster, Vetra, Neuronical, and Cycle. And if I'm not mistaken, it's Young Complexity. Uh, that's what that is? Yeah. I think, I think their abbreviation is COL. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So... There's that. But that's it for the recaps. Sweet. Well then, Will, with that, shall we move into our first topic of the week? Yeah. The HCS partnership program controversy. So the point of this first topic is, and yes, um, uh, Tools did ask questions related to this in the interview with Tashi that happened last night. We're going to get to the bulk of those questions in our second topic this week. But um, regarding the pioneers specifically as to why they were not included in the partnership program or not uh, accepted into the program for year two. Um, There was a question that I just included separately in this topic from that interview. Um, But before we get into that, here are some of the teams, not all of them, definitely not all of them based off what the interview was about um, that did not get accepted. And here were their responses. Um, Pioneers, this was the big controversial one, um, the one that kind of blew everything up 
in comparison, um, stated the following. We've been denied partnership for the HCS. Sorry to all the fans and supporters that stand behind our backs. And then obviously other like actual members of the organizations had tweeted out separate statements. I'm not going to read all those. Um, the fact of the matter is KCP were denied partnership. G1 were also another organization. This is a tweet from them. Um, quick update. G1 did not make it into the HCS. We were a long shot being so new to Halo as, a, as an org, but it still sings a little. We'll take the pain and use it to push even harder. Worlds has always been the number one goal, and that does not change with today's decision. Now that is a good viewpoint to have. As we'll see later on in the orgs that did not get accepted, one of them did not have a very good output on this or outlook on this. Next up was status quo. We've just been notified that we've been denied for HCS partnership in year two. We want to thank you all for the support and look forward to continued support as we try again in year three, we'll be even bigger and better. Again, a great outlook on this scenario. Next, we have the Chiefs. Not that we were on the same level as the Pioneers, but by way of update, the Chiefs were also unsuccessful in entering the partnership program to represent APAC. Strong seven months winning every event nationally. Hopefully the Pioneers decision is reconsidered as well. No. Vexed Gaming. Earlier this week, Vexed had our application for the HCS Partner Program denied. Am I going to sit here and complain about it? No. Am I disappointed? Of course. We've been supporting Halo in Europe since Halo 5 and invested a small fortune over the years with two HWC appearances as we battled for the number one spot in EU versus the now Navi roster. There's no denying the struggle we are seeing in Halo currently, a poorly executed launch plan, a scarce roadmap with few events, little communication, and limited reach. Really doesn't sound like you're complaining about it. Right now, the game needs eyes, more influential icons and players for us all to succeed, and the partnership program is designed to do that. I believe there will be space for teams that so, so, uh, support should the program continue. However, currently, it is difficult to justify levels of investment needed to compete towards the top. Uh, we will continue to do so in our region at Vex for as long as we can out of the pure passion and love for the title and the scene. But I do have my concerns. To quote Hex, we, the orgs, can't be the ones to carry it, and I hope to see a change from 343 in 2023. There's a lot to unpack there. We'll get to one in a minute. And then the <laughs> BBG. All right. BBG. Oh, did Ascend say something? Is that what you're looking up? I'm just looking up things for my own research. Okay, here. sounds good. So BBG. We love the game of Halo. We've been playing it for over 20 years. And the love of this game is why BBG was founded. We've worked to roster the most interesting and competitive team possible and are immensely proud of the success we've seen. This week, we learned that we were narrowly beat out of the final round of consideration for HCS partnership. This comes as a major disappointment. We appreciate the process and don't envy the decisions the HCS had to make. Today, not today today but like when this tweet was sent up we make the difficult decision to release our current halo roster as we evaluate our appropriate go forward approach we owe an immense debt of gratitude to nemesis king j minds bohm nebula and of course and of course coach Cobb, for grinding every day to perform and represent bbg at the highest level Nothing will ever shake our love for this game, and we are committed to remaining in the scene. We look forward to growing the community through casual tournaments and incredible content. Will, before we get into the responses, did you want to talk about BBG, what we talked about before recording the show? I'll leave it to you. Man, I'll, I'll just say that the... They didn't... 
HCS announced that maybe one to three teams would be entering into the program. Yep. And they picked up, they had a Halo roster, obviously. It was great that they were promoting Halo. Mm -hmm. But then you don't get in for the first round and it's just like, nope, we're, we're done. It feels like you maybe weren't here for the right reasons in the first place. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, I'll take it a step further. So they, I, I get that business is business and things cost money. Completely understand that completely respect that. Um, and if, if it's not financially feasible for you to continue doing, then by all means do what you need to do to survive as a business. But if you think or thought that by getting into the partnership program meant that you would just be able to continue indefinitely. I don't think that's how this works at all. And as we've learned from Tashi in the interview that we'll get to later, he states that now he says not to make the jump uh, logically for the point that he was saying, but he says that it's not a rewards program, the HCS partnership program. And while we understand that teams are going to back out now, organizations are going to back out now because they weren't accepted. I think we'll hit the nail on the head. Maybe you weren't here for the right reasons. Then if that's all that you were working towards, like you're not getting fucking handouts. Obviously I wish every team was in the partnership program, but it's not feasible. Plain and simple. And there are other regions that need to be taken into consideration as well. And I'm, I don't know the teams that got invited. We don't know. Tashi knows. And as he states, um, contracts are being worked out right now. So they're not even fully confirmed yet. And the announcement obviously has not been made as to what the one to three teams are. Um, as contracts are still being worked out. But the fact of the matter is you're not guaranteed anything especially in life you're not guaranteed anything i mean what what is it life death and taxes like that's yeah what you're guaranteed it's bbg i i understand i guess dropping the roster focusing on content but man, it, it really just leaves a sour taste in my mouth that you decide to do that right after you were denied partnership. Woe is me. Like, come on, be better than that. What is it? Build better gamers built by gamers built by gamers. I think so. Well, sure as hell don't act like it. So, and then uh, the Vex gaming part where uh, <laughs> um, not going to sit here and complain about it, yet you did because you complained that the scene is not in a good state to you and you got denied partnership and now you're complaining about it. That's why I want to give a special shout out to G1, to status quo, to the Chiefs kind of the chiefs, but more, more G one and status quo where they realized the situation, they were denied it and they're going to work harder and come back stronger and try to get in a different time. 
Because if anything, that just makes me want G1 and status quo to perform even better at tournaments. Prove the people wrong, you know? Yeah. But good on them for actually providing appropriate responses. Um, because you not, it does, it's not a rewards program. And I am going to take that. I am going to take that. Anti-fear, thank you for the follow. Greatly appreciated. Welcome. We always talk about how we praise Mickwin on the show for good reason, I think. Yeah. And uh, Mickwin provided a response as well. This was before the Tashi interview, but I wanted to read, read through his responses. I'm going to rant a bit here about the partnership and orgs not being partnered uh, Fiesta that seems to be going on right now. First, KCP should have absolutely been partnered in my brain, and the fact they weren't really confuses me. I cannot think of a valid reason as to why they wouldn't. And again, we'll, we'll get to why they wouldn't bef- like later. Second, the partnership, I thought and still think, is an interesting way to add a pseudo-franchise aspect to the eSport without turning into a CDL situation where their AM scene was effectively killed off. I think they're improving there, but not sure. Third, but unfortunately it seems like the partnership, either due to the state of the game or the org was only in it for the partnership, BBG, is pushing away mid-level orgs which are so important to the ecosystem. Third continued, Obviously, having S-tier brands in the game is great, and if the partnership is lucrative enough, there should be a valid reason for them to stay. And I think the relationship between orgs and the HCS are doing well. Relationship with the issues with the game, however... And then fourth, maybe it's just a case of the partnership filtering out the organizations that are in it for the wrong reasons. I hate to use that type of vocabulary, but seeing people instantly 180 on the HCS when they're denied speaks volumes to me. And us as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking just... Wow. Uh, Fourth continued. KCP, the way they handled it when they were so obviously snubbed, showed me that they love Halo, they're here for the right reasons, and I really hope we don't lose out on orgs like KCP. Not as long-winded as I thought, but uh, but I see people looking at this like a collapse moment for the HCS when we are nowhere near that moment. Hopefully the game uh, team gets their stuff together and delivers on the game's health in the next year. HCS is doing really well, all things considered. Sucks it could be like five times better if the game didn't choke itself out, but reality is harsh. Um... So I'm with McWin in the, we are with McWin in the sense where it's, it's, it's terrible how organizations are doing a 180 when they're being rejected, showing their true colors really in my mind. Sure. What I disagree with to some extent, um, are about how KC, how KCP went and handled it. Um, and we'll talk about the rewards program statement as well. But uh, before we even get into that, Druck put out a statement. Druck, a player on KCP. This is what Druck said. KCP signed us in September of 2020, a whole year plus before the game even came out. Before we even played Halo 5 Pro Series and where we got top four consistently and won one of them. Right before Infinite came out, we re-signed with them and were told by HCS that we were projected to get skins in the game. Flash forward seven months to the final part of the process, we placed top six at every event, and KCP held a boot camp for all the top teams at the Royal Stadium just to get cut out for the orgs that don't even have rosters. It's no wonder why the game is in the state it's in. So, let's dissect a couple things here. Yeah, I got a, I got a lot of problems with that statement. Yep, and he was obviously heated, okay? Mm-hmm. But again, we talked about before, players should have representation on yep. Twitter to speak yep. for them. PR yourself. Yep. Seriously, because Druck, I get it. You were upset. You might still be upset. I get it. I understand. Twitter is 
just your soapbox, whatever it may be. Grow the fuck up. Reason being, you were projected to get skins. That is not a guarantee. And I know I saw somebody in your reply that said the same exact thing, and you guys kind of duked it out a little bit. Listen, not trying to be an asshole, okay? Projection versus reality is not the same thing. You may have been projected something, but that does not guarantee that you were going to get them. Do not take that as a guarantee. Take that as a learning experience. I get you're upset. Take it as a learning experience. We place top six at every event. Your roster and your placing supposedly have literally nothing to do with how a organization is chosen for the partnership program as we have since learned. And again, this tweet came out before the interview. Okay. Yeah. And then finally, and then we'll let you go, please. Uh, Casey held a boot camp for all the top teams at the Royal stadium, just to cut out for the orgs that didn't even have rosters. I don't know if that was in reference to what you think the partner teams that got accepted are because you don't know that. And that's me probably speculating as well. I don't know the context behind your statement there. So if I'm speculating, I apologize. But if it's, if you think it's based on the teams that got in and they don't have rosters, I don't think you know who those teams are or those organizations are because it sounds like Tashi's the only one that does know. And then, or the HCS team as a whole, and then holding a boot camp also does not guarantee you access to it. Not a rewards program. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, whew, I, I, you kind of hit beat for beat on what I was thinking. Um, Sorry to take away from you. No, no, it's all good. We said the first main thing he says is told by HCS that we were projected to get skins into the game. Mm-hmm. Now that could have been any sort of statement that. Yes, once we are planning to have our partner teams get skins in the game, and then maybe KCP thought they were already a shoe in for being partner. Um, it's, per, you know, that that statement could could have been something totally different that got misconstrued into you thinking that you were guaranteed skins at some point. Um, top, like you said, top six at every event. It's not. Based, it's based on the organization itself, not just the players and placings. Um, the boot camp, not a rewards program. You, you, you don't don't have to do. It's not complete X Y Z and you're in. It's, it's a partnership, right? There's going to be give and take from HCS. So, when you look at it, I'm just going to go straight out and and for K, for KCP here, mm-hmm. and if I'm being too harsh, then whatever. But let it fly. Let's look at Twitter. Just a, just outreach of an org. Are you talking about followers? Followers. Oh, that's just, the research you were doing because I did the same research earlier. So the minimum, the, the, the two teams that have the, the least amount of followers are Space Station and Fnatic, I believe. At, um, is Fnatic? Did I do that wrong? I know Space Station. Ascend, with, maybe? Well, Ascend's not in the partnership program. Correct. Correct. I'm, I, yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh no, it's actually the, the, the two teams with the smallest amount of followers are E United and Space Station with two hundred thousand followers. I was gonna say Fnatic have one point six million. Yes, I flipped now, followers aren't everything. No, 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 they're not. But when you look at cross promotion between your Halo team and other teams you have, 
reaching more people to bring them to the HCS when you're tweeting about boot camps, events, things like that. The sponsors you bring in, the quality of those sponsors, the amount of sponsors that now have eyes in in on on the Halo scene. It your your standing as an org means a lot when it's a partnership. It's not HCS opening the treasure chest and saying, dig in. Um, so speaking I, of fanatic, go ahead. No, go ahead. The, the issue I have with KCP too, mm-hmm. is that they're so pointed to Kansas city. Is that brand going to expand much out of that city? Yes. We've seen it happen in halo. They do have other, uh, I saw they have a rocket league team, Still says on their website they have a gears team that probably needs to change. Hashtag my city. Um, but when you're looking at that expandability, we saw success in Call of Duty and other leagues because those brands existed before the regional thing happened. And while I like like regional thing, it's it's hard to be the only regional team vying for that that kind of position. Mm-hmm. We also have Pittsburgh Knights, but they've Latam, right? So yes, um, or Mexico, I should say. So it's hard to look at your overall brand's reach because I think KCP has like seventy five, seventy eight k followers. So I think they need to grow as an org a little bit more, bit more. At their current point, I don't think they have the outreach that the HCS is looking for to help bring more eyes into Halo. And that's why I think they got denied. Now, I have no insight to what HCS does, what they're thinking, what actually happened. That's just my point of view, my opinion, that KCP needs to grow. And the backlash that they've given HCS probably has hurt their chances in the long run of taking a second look because... If, if, I mean, HCS should not hold grudges, but if you're, you're working, you're working with an organization, but you're also working with people. And when you, you, you shit on what they're doing, why would they want to work with you? Absolutely. So that's, that's where I'm at with it. I think it hit the nail on the fucking head. Uh, speaking of fanatic real quick, uh, Beth said, I assume he was throwing shade at fanatic since they were a partnered team, but didn't have a roster until after the first event, but that was just an assumption. Um, but even then, if that was the case, Beth, because I can agree with you 100%, because that totally makes sense if yeah. that was the case. Even then, Fnatic has a much larger reach as an organization. They've been around for far longer. They have teams in multiple different esports. They have a gigantic following around the world. It would only make sense to have them as a premier organization within the partnership program, excuse me, program especially at launch. That was a huge get for them. Did I find it fucking weird that they didn't have a roster? Yeah. Talked about it multiple times, actually. And and when and I even gave their owner or their coach or whatever backlash when they said that, oh yeah, we're gonna we feel like we can make a team out of all top tier free agents. And I'm like, like fucking hell you can. And what did they do? They didn't do that. They did not do that. They picked up an existing roster. So, well, maybe, maybe when these contracts are up and Fnatic has the resources mm-hmm. to pick up a bigger team, maybe they will be a bigger 
force in Halo. Absolutely. Or just around the world. Who knows? Yeah. Rebrand to the pioneers. <laughs> there you go. I mean, people call them the pioneers all the time. But regardless. I'm also that that you don't have to. That's like half a joke, half not. Um, all right, here's what Tashi said via the LVT interview. The question was, why did the pioneers get rejected for year two HCS partnership? Um, and this is this is mainly anything that I say from Tashi's perspective is all paraphrased. Okay. If you want to go back and listen to the entire interview, which I highly recommend you do so, yes. um, it's included twice within the show notes. Once where we're talking about it right now, and then once right after when we get into the second topic of the show. So paraphrasing what Tashi said, he said the following. A slow and steady approach needs to be taken with the amount of teams being added into the partnership program, even though no quota was made as to the amount of teams needed to be added. Okay. With only a few slots available and a few dozen teams applying for the spots, this means that a vast majority were not going to be accepted, and this has nothing to do with roster placings, players, or other things done within the community. Okay? Tashi did not directly state that the boot camp... Now, he said that things can help, but they're not directly influenced by. He did not name the Pioneers boot camp by name. Okay? But when I hear that... That is what I hear. It's really cool that KC did that, but it does not directly influence that you were accepted. And I hate people being like, well, they did rewards program. And again, Tashi said in the interview, don't take it too far. Just like logically. Okay. But I'm just going to fucking say it because I don't care. Tashi said, it's not a rewards program. Okay. And he's not directly talking about this instance, but he says, you don't do ABC to get XYZ. That was the quote that he used. Okay. So while he didn't say it, I'm going to. This is me talking, not Tashi. Just because you throw a boot camp and teams are invited and you get tweeted out by the Royals and you get tweeted out by the Chiefs does not mean that you are a global tier organization. And the other thing that I just want to hit on real quick too. And I have nothing against the pioneers. Like this is the thing that right, it, right. I, I don't want people to like listen to me and think like, Oh, he just fucking has it out for KCP. Like he doesn't like them at all. No, it's not the case in the slightest. I, I think they're great. And I think their fans are awesome. Um, and clearly it's another organization that feels like they care for the players, which I am all for, but here's the thing that irks me even further. HCS Kansas city. Okay. I even said it when we were there, right? That sure, it's a home event, but it's not a home event. You know? Yeah. This wasn't brought to you by the Kansas City Pioneers. You just happen to have a team that is playing within the tournament that is based in Kansas City. And as we come to learn, the Kansas City Major was never actually meant to be. It was actually meant to be a Mexican Major. So with that in mind, when I see people saying, oh, their hometown crowd was amazing and blah, blah, blah. How could they not be accepted to this? That Major had nothing to do with it. Literally nothing. Wait till Orlando. 
And if they qualify for Worlds, which they should, wait for Worlds. Let's see how many fans show up for them there. When it's not a quote-unquote home event. I'm not saying their fans won't show out. I hope they do. But let's just compare. I'm genuinely curious as to what's going to happen. The fact that they had a quote-unquote home event had nothing to do with the situation. Because it wasn't a quote-unquote home event. I just found that so funny and irritating that that is something that people were talking about. Like, how could they not be accepted because that was their home event and they, their crowd came out and supported them? The fuck out of here with that. <sighs> Going on to what Tashi did say, I apologize. It basically feels like splitting hairs to determine who gets accepted versus who gets rejected for the program. The reason KCP was denied was due to feeling that other teams were just better fits for the partnership program, the franchise, and where the HCS sees things going in the long term. Okay. And then he goes on to say, and again, this is not directly related to KCP, but he goes on to say that the HCS partnership program is not a rewards program, but instead a mutually beneficial relationship between the teams and 343. Okay. So I get that people are upset that Kansas city did not get accepted into the program. Frankly, the HCS obviously has something else in mind in terms of the teams that team or teams that did get accepted into the program and still are going through contract negotiations. As of recording this show, no formal announcement has been made as to who actually got accepted. Just going to throw that out there. Anything you want to add for the partnership program, Will? Mm, no. Okay. I know it was a lot. And a lot no. of jumping back and forth, too. I have something I do want to say, but it's more pointed towards the, the whole interview that was done. Okay. So I'll get my thoughts and comments in there. Okay. Um. Okay. Do you have those thoughts, like, saved? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just making, I don't want you to lose them because I want you to be able to say them. I mean, I, I might because my mind, but, you know. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Great. Um, okay, that's it for our first topic of the week, which was the HCS partnership program debacle. The second topic that we have is the LVT and Tashi interview. Um, I, I want to clarify. I think the debacle is not on the HCS side. It's on the community side. Oh, absolutely. That's where I feel it's coming from. I am sorry if I made it sound like it was on HCS sides of things because no, you're right. No, no, no. It's just not. in the title. I just want to, it seems like the, yeah, the, there's a debacle within the community about all this going on. Yes. Because people don't think, you know, the internet as sad as that is. So, uh, I'm not, that's the thing as I'm not here to sugarcoat shit. You know that the listeners hopefully know that. And if you don't know that now you do. Um, okay. The LVT and Tashi interview, Couple points I want to make before we get into the actual questions and answers. First off, big shout out to Tools um, for conducting the interview. Um, I thought you did a great job, Garrett. Um, I think you asked pressing questions, and I think and Will, you had mentioned. I apologize for speaking for you, but you had said that he had asked some great follow up questions as well. Um, kept. I don't want to use the word pressure, but. Um, made it so Tashi really couldn't just walk away from something. And he didn't, and he wouldn't. That's another point I want to make here. And I'll get to the chat in a second. 
but Tashi is not one to shy away from answering something when directly asked about it. That is something we learned when we interviewed him. That is something that we have seen online. Now, granted, he may not respond to everything, but when he does respond, he's not trying to shy away from things. That's not what he does. It's not his nature. Okay. At least from our perspective and, and us talking directly to him. I want to talk about the chat um, real quick during the interview stream. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to. Okay. I, I said I was going to open with this. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, I said, I'm not here to sugarcoat shit um, to the LVT crew. Uh, love what you guys do. And love that you guys provide the open series coverage, the money Tuesdays, the show matches, all this shit. Love that this interview took place. But for the love of God, moderate your fucking chat. Please. I do not care at all. Oh, it's, they're just trolling. They're just trolling. Oh, it's just what the community is. That's just how they act. You need to moderate your fucking chat. If I'm a new person coming into the scene for the first time, may not happen very often, but if I'm a new person that's coming into the scene for the first time and I'm watching that, or I'm watching the VOD, whatever it may be, and I'm seeing the chat come in, and it's all just toxic as fuck. You think I want to stay? You think I want to be involved in the community? Or maybe there's an instance where, hey, everybody else is shitting on him. I'm going to shit on him too. What good does that do for anybody? There's a difference between suppressing people's voices, which is not the intent, versus having a reasonable responsible, respectable discussion. Your chat was not that in the slightest. Will, you said you literally had to navigate away from the chat because it got so bad. Yeah, it was just uh, fueling my hate fire for the Halo community and what, 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 what transpired there. So, The other thing I want to add is, uh, Tools, while you did a great interview, don't get me wrong, the comment that you made about you thinking that the people in chat were going to start typing Elshi, that wasn't professional in the slightest and should have been left out completely. You, when I see people in the chat complaining, bitching, and moaning, Tashi's not looking at the camera. Oh, this was pre recorded. Oh, you're giving them softball shit, which you weren't. Oh, he doesn't really care. Oh, he's not answering any questions. This is fucking worthless, blah, 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 blah. The thing that Tashi's taking his time out of his day. And Tool says LMAO wasn't supposed to be professional. Dude, what? What are you talking about? Maybe to you it wasn't. Don't do that. Don't do that. He's taking two hours or more even, of his time, out of his day, after you guys reached out to him, to have this discussion about things that we're pressing within this community. That should be professional. You were talking to somebody who works for a professional company. 
You guys are a professional production company. This should be fucking professional. Yeah, I'm upset about this. The thing that I hate to see consistently is the consistent hate that's being sent all across the board and nothing being done about it. You did a great interview. Nothing about that. I think the Elshi comment was not needed in the slightest because that just eggs on the chat further and that did egg them on further because then they did start typing that out. It was typed before he had mentioned it too, but not as extensive in that moment. Regardless, it doesn't change the fact that you didn't have to add that. I love how you were respectful towards him in a sense where he, when he asked, Hey chat, how are we doing? How are we feeling? Hold me to it, whatever it may be. And you go, I'm going to be honest with you. Tashi things aren't looking good. Like, you know, but the pro players were fairly respectable until the KCP shit started. And then I saw the KCP players trolling or whatever. It doesn't matter. Moderate the chat. If you're going to do this and you're going to do this consistently, moderate the chat. I don't care if this wasn't supposed to be professional. You were talking to somebody who works for 343 Industries in a capacity, whatever it may be. And it just happens to be the lead of the department for the scene that we are in. You work or you, you were with a professional production company in LVT. I don't care if you said this wasn't supposed to be a professional. This is, you are taking time out of a professional individual within the industry to talk about shit that has been irking the community for quite some time. This is professional. Hold your chat accountable, please. I get, I get it's Twitch chat. I understand it. But if you're not doing anything to make things better, then you're part of the problem. Ready for the interview? Sure. I'm fucking heated. It no, really, it the, really the thing, pissed me off. Well, that's the thing is seeing all the, the comments, the, the, the thing that really like, all right. The thing that got to me about the chat was I saw so many people dogging on Tashi and being like, you know, the K, shouting about KCP should have been let in and I could do, you know, get this guy out of here. He needs to be fired. I, I bet. I bet anybody who tried to step into Tashi's shoes would then just run HCS into the fucking ground. You have no idea what the guy's doing. The fact that he can't, like, you're, you're bitching about him not being able to change things that the development team is working on. Yes, he can put his input in, but he can't, he doesn't have the authority to just make that change. Like, I think people don't understand what's really going on. It's frustrating. Exactly. Uh, Tool says, I disagree with plenty, but our chat was heavily moderated. Uh, Not once during the entire interview did I see one time in chat posted by a moderator for people to chill. Not once. That's, That's one step. That's a singular step that could have been made. I didn't see that once. I respect your opinion, Garrett. I really do. I truly, truly do. I respect you as an individual as well. I respect everybody at LVT. But what I witnessed 
while the interview was taking place completely contradicts what you just said with your chat being heavily moderated. I saw moderators in the chat. I didn't see them doing any moderating. But to the interview. Question. Uh, so I broke this out. So uh, Tools did a great job in breaking this out into segments for the interview. I believe there were three major segments that took place. Um, Tools says plenty of people were banned. Obviously, I wasn't the one doing uh, Oh, Absolutely, you were conducting the interview. Absolutely understandable. I just saw it. so much fucking hate for no reason. So um, I grouped the questions into um, additional segments, if you will, because there was some jumping back and forth uh, during the interview. So the first grouping that I have is the HCS roadmap year one into year two and beyond. Uh, the question was, why the long break between Kansas City and Orlando for LAN events? Um, and again, everything that I talk about with Tashi here is paraphrased. You should please go check out the entire interview. The full VOD has been posted over at the LVT um, YouTube channel and is included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Um, exclamation point show notes in chat if you're watching live or it's in the description of the YouTube video and or audio version of the show. The roadmap started with the kickoff and world championship dates along with predetermined partnered events, DreamHack, as those dates were already locked in. Due to the development and, re and release schedule of the game, this made it so the year one roadmap became what it was, with a larger break between KC and Orlando. For year two and beyond, the roadmap will be condensed, from 11 months to around 8 to 9 months, and also planning will start with the majors and worlds locked in before planning other events. The reason for the elongated inaugural season was due to wanting to have an event right around the launch of the game, along with having worlds near the anniversary of the franchise every year. Partner team events are also being worked on for year two. Okay, so that makes sense. Next question. What is preventing additional lands and invitational events from happening within the roadmap when not initially planned? Is this something that is being looked into for year two? Tashi said, uh, supers are online regionals, and while one of the NA regionals was DreamHack Anaheim, another NA regional was planned, working alongside DreamHack again, but unfortunately the dates did not work out. The plan for the future is to have supers flip into regionals along with having two regionals per region. Again, this is the plan and is not yet set in stone. Additional events had been previously planned to take place during the extended break time within the year one roadmap, but unfortunately plans fell through, which happens in the industry. The second North American regional was actually going to be DreamHack Montreal, which was in Canada. So we would have had a Canadian event, which would have been cool. Been sick. Yep. And the HCS Kansas City major was originally planned to be the HCS Mexico major, but was canceled due to COVID. The next question that Garrett asks, what does it mean when timing falls through when it comes to events? Tashi's, uh, Tashi says, the HCS does not want events to be too close to the majors in terms of dates. Therefore, an event if an event comes along that would be great to include within the roadmap, but the dates of the event line up too close to a major, then the event would more than likely not happen. Having events too close to majors would, quote, damage the entire roadmap, end quote. For open events specifically, majors, generally the time frame looked for in between events is two to three months, which allows players time to save money for the next event to travel to and compete if they'd like. The reason for the lack of additional events is due to the inherent risk of being very high and the costs associated with running events being very high as well. The next question. 
For year two and beyond, along with the condensing of the roadmap, how will the break period be timed to between year two and year three and beyond? So Tashi goes, there needs to be an off season between the roadmaps. The HDS team needs to be able to take the time and plan things out bigger and better for the future. Pro players will know and understand that they can take a vacation during the extended break, but there also needs to be more activity during the break. But instead of majors, just something for players to compete in. And that's all he kind of elaborated on there. Um, as far of, as the break period and having like events in that break period of the off season, it would be cool to see some like fun invitationals, like where we had what the the six teams that were invited. I think it was Halo Five. Is that uh, towards the end of Halo Five? Potentially. Um, they did like a didn't they do like at the. Or was that the, I'm losing my, my dates. But yeah, just something like uh, invitational for teams or have events where like no roster lock or you can compete with whoever depending on how those contracts work out. But right. like just bring random teams or whatever. Yeah. Maybe like a draft turn, whatever. Just something, the pros still have to be competing and shining a light onto HCS in my opinion. Absolutely. And that actually goes into the next question that Garrett asks. Regarding the phase invitational, how did this event come to be and will more events be like this, more events like this be happening? Tashi says, uh, FaZe came to the HCS with the idea. The HCS team agreed, found a good spot in the roadmap for it, and provided additional funding and resources. For the remainder of the roadmap, at least one additional event like this is being planned. Okay? Tool says he loves draft tournaments. Fuck yeah. Um, so, Tashi said, for the remainder of this current roadmap, year one, at least one additional event like this is being planned. Okay? More are being planned for year two and beyond. And while they may not be the same scale as the phase invitational, partnered organizations are excited for the potential of Forge. HCS and Forge are going to be, are going to have an expanded relationship once released, more than just maps being remade and weapons being changed. Okay. So I don't know what that's going to entail, hmm. but that's pretty exciting. Uh, Tools asked the next question. Is there a plan to revamp side events in year two? Specifically, like, side events that are taking place at majors and whatnot. Nothing planned as of right now except the standing up of FFA more. HCS wants to continue working with the development teams on getting Observer in a better state, and there's a potential for partnered organization booths and events to have additional side events happening. Okay, so that could be cool. And then the final question that I grouped into this uh, group here, what is the plan for the LATAM region among other regions? So, the plan... Tashi says the plan is to never shrink the scene, but instead the expansion of the scene needs to be long-term sustainable and makes sense. An international major is being looked into for year two of the HCS, but there are no additional details to share at this time. The ambition and goal is to have international majors each year. That's awesome. Definitely gives not just like gives eyes further on the scene, but it gives players an opportunity to travel more and just become more cultured around the world too, which is just fucking cool. Um, the next group of questions that I put together is the HCS as a department, if you will. So first question that Garrett asks in regards to this is what happened with the HCS grassroots program? Grassroots, while still a priority for the team, had to take an initial back seat to the relaunching of the HCS. Ambitions are higher for grassroots and applications are still planned to reopen later this year. 
Instead of having applications open year round, the plan is to have applications open in waves as is the current process. Okay. Next question. Where is the microtransaction money going within the HCS? So HCS is given a budget and have KPIs, key performance indicators to hit, including viewership, participation and engagement, monetization for teams and partners and social engagement and relevancy along other, along with revenue targets. If the revenue targets are hit, the HCS team can go to the leadership team at 343 and detail how they would like to improve and expand for the future. So it's not just like based off of microtransaction money. Follow-up question regards to that. Are HCS hitting their targets? Uh, Tashi gave a personal grade of a B. And then from the eyes of 343, HCS has actually been very successful, which is great to hear. Next question. Uh, the thing I liked about that yeah. is like, Whatever goals they set for HCS, they, they're apparently crushing them. Mm-hmm. Set by 343. However, Tashi still took a step back and be, it was like, this is a B. I would, some, like everyone in chat was like, oh, C at most. And I, I can kind of understand that a little bit. Um, but I, I'm glad Tashi gave himself a little leeway and being like, I, I hit my goals, but I still want more. So like B, you know, but that, that at least felt a little good for me. Absolutely. Um, the next question was, where's the connection between the HCS and 343 teams when it comes to ranked playlists? Tashi said, HCS team has no control over playlists, although they have influence and provide feedback from players. The multiplayer team drives playlist offerings and the competitive insights team is constantly testing competitive settings. Things are in motion to add more ranked offerings into the game. And as we learned previously... Uh, outside of this interview, it sounds like FFA and doubles are in the plans. Next question. Uh, the final question that I have for this grouping is the plans for Halo.API and the API in general. Now, as we have learned again earlier today, as a matter of fact, uh, Halo.API is going to be releasing information re- related to this on Wednesday this week. But here's what Tashi said last night. 343 has bigger plans and ambitions for an API than what the community is thinking about at this time. 343 are currently not in a position to help fund autocode slash halo.api's efforts. 343 also has uh, privacy compliance laws to be mindful of. Um, I agree tools completely. I agree completely. It is great that they are hitting their KPIs. Great question, by the way. As with fucking everything. Um, next grouping that I put together was the player participation and feedback group, if you will. First question I have here is, what's going to be done in the future to entice pro players to compete week to week? Uh, Tashi says, the plan for the pro series events was to have all major teams competing, but due to the unprecedented roster mania after KC, this led to many top teams not competing. The main point of the open series events is to give AM and open bracket players something that they can sink their teeth into week after week. And as for the future, this is being looked into along with format changes and types of tournaments being run to entice pro players to compete, but there's nothing else to share at this time. Next question. How are people chosen for Twitch drops? So he didn't real he didn't necessarily elaborate too much on this, but uh, what I got out of it was it starts with pro players who stream often and have good standing within the league. Um, and then like grassroots members, and then they just kind of go from there. So, because it, it they have like bigger people within esports in general, like especially with Raleigh, you know, um, they had people who don't even 
play Halo competitively have drops enabled because they're bigger personalities within esports in general. So there's that. Um, next question. Whatever happened with the pro player surveys sent by FaceIt? What is being done with the feedback? What can be done in the future to ensure pro, pro players are being heard and their feedback is being taken into consideration? Tashi says, while happy with the surveys and the feedback given, Tashi is not happy with the lack of closing of the feedback loop. The reason for this is due to the development team having bigger priorities to tackle with Infinite as a whole. The feedback has been collected and the appropriate teams are aware of what the players would like. So feedback is being heard. Okay. Uh, I know Tashi can't provide this feedback, but just personally, I'm so curious at what is taking this de development team away from fixing like they know desync's an issue. They know, like you said, they know that they want changes to the uh, weapons that start in comp or ranked settings or things like that. What is actually moving this development team away? Is it they're laying more foundation to then be able to build upon later? So we actually can, make these changes super quick. Like if, it, if it's something that's helping us in the moment, I really want to know. And maybe, maybe they're working on other aspects of the game. There's been speculation that, you know, campaign expansions, whatever I, I get it, but there's some things that are in the game right now that need work. You know, they got to move fast. I mean, they got to move slow, slow before they, before move they move fast. Yeah. That's so. been the, the, <laughs> the meme sure it's been the meme um no you're right and we know that they're working on we know that 343 as a whole have bigger priorities than changing the mangler on a map now the question could be like well how difficult could it be to just change the fucking weapon on a map and that's a whole different discussion entirely but the fact of the matter is they have other things to work on yeah um, the rumor was campaign co-op. Yeah. And that's, yeah. it's not even a rumor at this point. Like it's true. Like they're, they're working on campaign co-op. They, they're working on network co-op. They're working on regular campaign co-op. They, they, they have other things that are taking priority. Um, and we talked about it the other week where I would rather them fix things that currently exist. Yeah. But at the same time, I wish that everything that was promised was out at release, but clearly we're not in that reality. So we have to deal with what we're given. Right. Um, oh, speaking of the mangler. Yeah. Well, we're not on there yet. <laughs> oh. So is there a reason, the next question, is there a reason of, uh, that the pro players do not have a way to communicate directly with the teams responsible for making direct changes to the game from a competitive perspective? The answer was having pro players be able to jump on a call with designers would not be fruitful. This has happened in the past and it did not work out. This led to the move to surveys, which Tashi believes works out much better. The process is good. The feedback loop just needs to be closed with actual resolution, which they are working on. Yeah. I, I like the story he told about Lucid coming up to him in KC. KC. You're like, what's going on with this? Like, we haven't heard anything, which is awesome. He's yep. looking for that feedback. Um, and I also did hear st uh, stories of that phone call with devs that we talked about a little bit before the show where um, the, the loud voices rung a little bit louder than the majority of people, I guess, would have... Like some people just think it their feedback in during that call because other people were talking over or doing whatever. So, right. Um, yeah. I, the surveys just need to be closed. Yes. The, the loop needs to be closed. Yes. Uh, we know that these types of calls happen during halo five. Um, 
at the very least. And yeah, things just did not go well. And Halo 5 was also a different beast entirely. Yeah. Um, in terms of development, in terms of what they could and could not do uh, quickly. Um, so there's that to keep in mind as well. But clearly that that way did not work. Um, but yeah, let's move to the Mangler. Why hasn't the Mangler been removed com- from competitive play? Um, and this was mainly from Spartan. Um, and Spartan also brought up again, like why not just replace it with the sidekick on, on uh, live fire and then making the joke. Like we have cool skins to use, but we can't use my competitive maps basically for the sidekick. Sure. Yep. Tashi said there's more work. This is okay. This is what gets me. Okay. And we talked about before we started recording, there is more work to be done on the mangler and the development team is aware. And he, Tashi opened with that statement. Okay. And Tashi also talked about how, um, I, I forgot to include this here, but he also talked about how he said that players are still GAing the mangler because it's still not balanced. And Will and I talked before we started recording, and I think they're still GAing it because they just don't like the gun. I don't know if it has to do with balancing per se. But when when Tashi said that there's more work to be done on the mangler, to me it doesn't sound like it's going anywhere. Yeah, I can see that. Because he's not instantly like, yes, we're looking to switch it out. It was a he said he thought it was a good idea. But yeah. the the first comment makes you wonder. It really does. Yep, and he also said uh, he's not the person to ask about changing or removal of weapons as that's not his his department, really. So he doesn't have, he can't choose that. Yeah, like you said, he thinks it's a good idea and the feedback had already, like he's going to pass the feedback along, but they already know. Yeah. So there's that. Um. Oh, Beth, in terms of the phone call situation or the call situation, she says, and you're always, uh, you're also always going to have people who just aren't um, uh, con- confrontational enough to talk over others. So we'll just go with whatever any, everyone else wants. Whereas surveys allow you to speak a little more freely. Yeah. And we, we talked about it too, Will, where surveys also allow for a clear and concise um, avenue to provide your feedback. Yep. The, the questions are predetermined. They're on there. You have an opportunity to answer however you see fit. And then that feedback goes directly to one location. It's not, there's no middleman or nothing like that. It goes directly to where it needs to go. Obviously, I guess there could be a middleman scenario where the HCS team looks over it, provides it to where it needs to go. But regardless, it has an avenue of travel um, with little to no roadblock in my mind. So there's that. Um, Yeah, as of right now, the mangler is not being removed. So... You can keep on GAing the mangly dangly. <laughs> Next question. What can the HCS do to better advocate for players of partner teams? Tashu said, uh, the HCS can't and won't get too involved in the inner workings of the player organization relationship. It's encouraged for players to voice feedback and concerns to Tashu for future discussions and decisions. So there's that. Um, yo, holy shit. Vimul? I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Says, I listen to the podcast every week, working on listening to the backlog. Love you guys for doing this. Keep it up. Hey, thank you so fucking much. It's greatly appreciated. I hope you enjoy that backlog. That is something. That's uh, uh oof. Oofta. Yeah. Big old Minnesota. Oofta. Minnesota oofta back. Yeah. 
Good luck to you. That's going to be a monster in and of itself. But there are some gems in there. The Taco Bell episode. Yeah. Speaking of which, I think we need to do another, like... For fun episode. For fun. Like, redo the Taco Bell episode now. Ooh. Says episode 34. Oh, you're in for a ride. Well, 36 is something, and then 50 is Taco Bell. 36 is the one, right? The one that every, that I that you love to not think about. But I just don't want to believe exists anymore. Yeah. I'm proud of 34. Uh, 36. I'm proud of 36. Well, you even taped this to the desk. I did because I didn't want to like to blow off or something if you move something. I just kept it on there. There are instructions on the desk for Will for a later segment. So there's that. I'm sorry to derail the conversation. I just really appreciate that, Vem. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Back, back when Will's Adventures was about me actually uh, going through the Halo games. Yeah, and then that like... Now it's just us talking about what games we play. Yeah. Yeah. See, you know what? Just for a brief second, I'm sorry to interject here, uh, but for a brief second, I really want to provide context as to why Will's Adventures kind of evolved into a segment where we talk about games that we've played over the week. Because we are we are people who don't just play a singular game, right? We play other games, whatever they may be. We have our favorites and I want that to be an opportunity to share what those games are because not only gives you a little insight as to what we're interested in, but also may give you an idea of like, Hey, maybe I'll go try that out sometime. You know? Sure. Like you played artful escape. Yeah. Right. Amazing. Right. It's just, it's, it's that type of thing where we take however long it is, five, 10 minutes of the show where we talk about games that we played. Fuck you snag. (laughs) You know what? Just because that, Hey, will what? Good old dick twist. Oh, you did it. I did it. Now he can leave. Now he's definitely out. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Love you. Um, yeah, that's that's the context for that segment of the show. Yes, it's Will's adventures within the Haloverse and the voice and the hand waves, but I really wanted it to evolve into a, a topic where since we don't do an entire gaming podcast, um, I want that to be an avenue where we can take five, 10 minutes and just talk about the things that we played over the week. And if someone's interested in that, then, Hey, maybe they go and look out for that game too. So that's it. Oh no. Vems did it too. Yes. Thank you. Let's All go right. baby. All right. Okay. Back to the, back to the interview. I'm little, sorry. Off the rails again. We're yeah. back on. Okay. That's, a, that's the nature of the show, man. Yes. Nature of the show. Whew. So, um, next question. And this is a big one. This is a, this is a, a very heavy question as well. If you think about it, would the HCS support a player's union? So Tashi kind of had to dodge around this because there's a lot involved in this. And he, he obviously cannot speak, excuse me. He cannot speak for the entirety of three, four, three. Um, so Tashi says, it's hard to say, as there are a lot of legal implications that Tashi is just not able to answer with that in mind. He says the HCS supports players uh, regarding assistance with players and contracts. The HCS is not ignorant to, or turning a blind eye to it, but they're just not in a position to be hands-on with it. Okay. So there's that. The next question. Um, And again, shout out Garrett for even asking that. That was awesome. Next question. Are there plans for the HCS to include direct support to players? And Garrett was asking about like, he would love to have uh, player signatures on weapons and so on and so forth. Just have direct like revenue streams to players themselves. If they were to be added into a partnership program or whatever it may be. Mm. And Tashi says, as of right now, there are no plans in place. 
plain and simple. That is a no as of right now. And then finally, in this segment, I have how are fines determined and can only players of partnered teams be fined? Well, no, all players are able to be fined. Although partner teams are held to higher standards. Fines are taken out of prize pools, travel stipends, etc. And Tashi believes the HCS has been super lenient regarding the fines, and they could be much worse if the governing body, body cracked down further. Fines are only happening for very severe issues, and the amounts are determined based on the code of conduct. Okay. The next group, and the final group that I have here before we get into the last part of it, is the HCS Partnership Program. First question was, what are the expectations for partnered organizations at events? Well, the HCS wants for more partnered orgs to have booths at events, and the HCS does not charge fees for partnered orgs for having booths, nor do they charge for the floor space. And HCS does not take a percentage of the sales from the booths. In the event a partnered org does not have a booth, that org can sell their items within the HCS store at the event at no charge to them. HCS are trying to give every opportunity to the partnered orgs so that they would feel stupid to not take the offer. Plan for the future is to have the partnered orgs more involved within the ecosystem. I want to say one more thing about that question is he also said that, yes, while they want more partnered orgs to have the booths at event, they understand that G2 is a German um, organization. Yep. That it's harder for them to come across seas, set up a booth, and sell merch when that cost is a lot heavier than a team that's set up in Dallas. And, and Garrett, I'm with you 1000%. I want G2 merch as well. Yeah. Like 100%. really fucking do. Um, the only thing that I would say is maybe as something that G2 could do, this is not, this is not like directly related to the HCS, I guess, but like something that G2 could do is, Hey, the cost of shipping is astronomically high from the EU to the United States. So why not potentially maybe have a discount code while the event is running because you, it remains online. You have, yep. you, it remains on your e-commerce store. Why not just have, if you're not able to have a booth, which everybody wants a booth, but if you're not able to have one, at least maybe have a discount code that only works during the duration of the event. Or like tool says, it feels like there should be some sort of expectation for orgs to be at events. Yes. Which I can agree with. Um, why hasn't G2 taken up the opportunity to have their merch in the HCS store then? Yep. You know, that's that's a free avenue. Just bring it with your players as they come to the event. Yeah, you're sending the players on the plane, ship the, the gear too. Now, we know that the team is a U.S.-based team. It's I guess the question is, do you oh, have yeah, any... Yeah, yeah. But here's the question. Do you have anybody from across the pond that is coming to the event as well? Because if that's the case, just make them fucking come over. <laughs> Um, most orgs then have not been doing booths. I, I agree with you hundred percent. It, it's, that's the thing that irked me with optic was that would have been so easy for them. That's it's what, it's what really pissed me off at Raleigh. You had a, a few items in the HCS store, which now we've learned you can do that, which is great. Cloud nine did it as well before they had a booth at Kansas city. Mm -hmm. Um, and E United did it at Kansas city because they didn't have a booth, but literally optic, one of the biggest orgs period both events did not have a booth. I'm like, are you guys fucking just, I get it. You don't, you don't have the, you don't have all the merch in the world. Like you have kind of a limited run of things as they come out. I respect that. But like, 
What? Oh my God. Tools Optic 1000% had the worst merch ever at Raleigh. The worst by a fucking country mile. The worst. And like, and I know you, you shouted them out during the interview. We'll, we shouted them out all the time. Shout out to space station for literally having the best merch in the game, having an exclusive hoodie at the event, which was sold online after the fact. Not, they never said it was exclusive. They didn't, but, but like the fact is they, they had it for that event first and then Mm -hmm. they had it online in a limited capacity, but like great fucking hoodie, great merch in general. Shout out to United for having their, their event exclusive hoodie. Um, yeah, that, that, I love that hoodie, man. Yeah. In the HCS store. Like yeah. that's awesome. And like, it's just, come on guys. The fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's so frustrating. Yep. Like you, your fans are there to support your team. Optic was the favorite going into the event. Like along with cloud nine, obviously, but like optic was uh, optic was one of the heavily favored teams going into that event and you didn't have anything to support them. Mm. Nothing. They, and, I think they said that they regretted not having a booth there. They, had, they regretted not having a booth at Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Well, your regret clearly wasn't big enough. And then also the thing that gets me is like, I, okay. I ranted about this on our Casey uh, post show about how KCP did not have a booth. Now, maybe only partner teams can have booths. Yeah. That's besides the point. The fact that KCP didn't have a fucking booth set up outside the venue was what really got me because I see everybody rocking this KCP merch. And I'm like, I literally looked at a guy sitting in front of me who had, who was decked out in KCP shit, uh, poked him on the shoulder. And I'm like, Hey, I have to ask, where did you get that? Because I can't, like, do you, are you guys set up anywhere around here? Can I go find you and buy some shit? And he's like, oh, no, we we had it. Like, you can buy it online. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. So I'm not going to have it for the event. I have to order it online. Granted, they have a store online. That's awesome. Don't get me wrong. But, like, you don't have anything set up there. Cool. Um, Regardless, partner team or not, I don't give a shit. The fact that you literally didn't have a booth set up literally outside the venue that you could have had something, but whatever. And then, um, the other thing that got me about optic, not having a booth at KC jumping on this even further is the pro players coming out, especially APG. And I'm, this isn't shitting on the pro players. This is literally just what I saw APG coming out in the brand new optic hoodie. Oh yeah. That was sick. That you would only be able to wear if you got it, like right away after buying it. And I didn't get mine until after we came back from KC. I still don't have mine. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 They're, they're coming. Don't <laughs> the, worry. The new, the new one. Yeah. The, the different colors the relaunch. But like, that's, that, that's what really got me is that you have the players representing your brand new, um, limited hoodies that came out. They're fire hoodies. Don't get me wrong. Super comfortable, but you have them rocking that in, I saw like one person in the crowd wearing it because they got theirs early. Well, not early, but they got there sooner than other people like have something there. The fans are there to see you guys. They're there to represent you guys. You had, you had the phase booth having like the, the foam heads or the cardboard heads 
of the players, right? You had, uh, or was that Sentinels? Sentinels had that. Um, didn't there wasn't there a phase one too with Boo Boo and Snipe? That's what I thought. It's just you have these things, th- these teams, these partner teams, or teams in general, just have stuff available to represent the team. Cloud Nine had their like bang sticks, right? Yeah, yeah. It's an optic had literally nothing. Hey, opportunity to improve. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Um, two events we got. Oh, I know, but this just the fact that they said we regret not having one at Raleigh, or at least that's what we were told. Directly, we were told that. Not fr- we were told directly from. Was it somebody on the HCS team? I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Um, that they regretted not having one and then come KC and they still don't. So whatever it is, what it is just still upset about it. Hoodie's cool though. Next question. What factors are being looked into for teams entering the partnership program? So while the answer was vague, teams are looked into based on how they are set up, including their components, track records within esports, etc. Teams that have been selected for year two of the partnership program are still going through contracts, so no announcement is ready as of now. That still holds true. As of recording this, the answer is still up in the air. Um, And we already talked about the KCP situation earlier. Next question. What will be improved from a communication standpoint for organizations that get rejected from the partnership program? Or get denied. I should say denied, not rejected, just denied. HCS was hearing from behind closed door. This is what really pisses me off too. HCS was hearing from behind closed doors that teams need to know whether they are in the program because they're holding on to players and stopping negotiations with rosters. Therefore, the pressure was felt to release the results sooner rather than later, this being via email. And this will be learned upon for the future. So I'm conflicted on two fronts. Okay? Yeah. So the first part, we already talked about it, where... Uh, Garrett asked, like, does HCS, and this is, this is paraphrasing, does, is the HCS, um, involved in some way or are the HCS going to be involved in some way with how the partnerships or how the, or the partnered organizations carry themselves, I guess you could say within the league. Yeah. Um, and Tashi was like, we, we try to remain hands off as hands off as possible. Vem, thank you so much for the sub. Um, I'll give you a woo in just a minute. Yeah, our alerts are also broken, but oh well. Well, I appreciate it, Vem. Um, also, if I mispronounce your name, please let me know how to actually say it. So, the, uh, I'm I'm conflicted on two fronts here because we talked about it all the time. Contracts are contracts. Yeah. It is what it is. You're the one that signed it. You're the one that has to deal with it. And if you weren't, and Tashi even said it in the interview, we're not going to tell you if you ask us, we're not going to tell you what to do or what not to do. What Tashi's going to ask you is, have you talked to a lawyer? Oh, for signing contracts. Yep, yeah. Because that's what you should be doing at the bare fucking minimum is have a, get a lawyer and have them go over it with you. And if you don't do that, or you do do that and the lawyer's shitty at the end of the day, it's your decision that you've made. You have to live with that decision. You should be, I mean, if you're signing a contract, I, what, I believe the age is 18 to be able to compete anyway? No. Is it 16? I thought it was 18. Isn't it six? Like, because that's why Hook was in Halo. 
Right, but I thought they updated it after. Oh, the did fact. they? Did they? Okay. I thought they did. I could be completely off base here. But regardless, you signed the contract. It's 14 with adult supervision. Well, hopefully, or 16 now. Either way, I don't fucking care. Regardless, that absolutely should be said. They signed the contract. They need to follow what's in that contract. You need to live with what it is. You signed it. You live with the consequences or the the greatness that comes with it, whatever it may be. You deal with it either way. So when Ross, the, the thing that irks me is that part uh, is that organizations were holding players back because they didn't have an announcement yet. That's shitty on the organization. Do not get me wrong. I think that's fucking petty and stupid, but business is business. And as we know, the organizations are in it for the business. Okay. At the end of the day, money talks with that in mind. I do think that what they were doing is absolutely shitty. I'm some, a, some research. Go ahead. All 4v4. This is from the Kansas City Major Halo Waypoint blog detailing what was happening at Kansas City. Okay. Um, all 4v4 and FFA players must be 13 years of age or older to, comp- to compete at HCS Major Kansas City 2022. Players 13 years age or older require a signed Rental consent form if under the age of 18. Okay, so 18, when you're legally considered an adult, you make your own decisions. But this is also not for the partner teams. Are the partner teams held to higher standards to have someone who is legally available to sign contracts? I don't know. That's that. I have no idea. I'm not going to speculate on that. It's a good question. I'm just not going to speculate on it. Um, But the the other thing that gets me here, and I'm going to throw some uh, pushback at Tashi for this, is... He says that they felt pressure to release the results sooner rather than later. Why, why should you feel pressured to do that? That's not, if you are hands off with how the organizations handle themselves and you even said yourself, you don't want to be foot in foot out. You typically remain feet out. Stick to your guns. I get now I get it. They're complete. It's, it's so tough because obviously it's, you want rosters to be able to make the moves that the organizations to make the moves that they want to make. You want the teams to be full. You want them competing because that betters the ecosystem. But if they're strong arming you, that blah, it yeah, feels yucky for the, for the HCS though. If you have a team that's like you, BBG was the only one we, that released their roster, so they're the only example yeah. I can really go off of. You have members of that team that want to compete, want to go elsewhere, mm-hmm. and you're waiting on a partnership announcement. Like, I could feel, how, or I could see how Tashi would feel like, well, they're not making it, and that's the only reason they're staying. Let's get these. Sure, why not just tell them? Yeah. So they can just fuck off. A little bit. That's my words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tool says partner teams can have underage players. So again, that has to go probably with parental consent. Yeah. With all that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. What can the HCS do for more middle tier organizations? So Tashi and the HCS states to every team, uh, quote, even if you aren't partnered, doesn't mean we can't work together. End quote. The HCS is interested in anything and everything that helps better the ecosystem. 
Expanded travel coverage is not being looked into at this time. Um, Tools brought up a great point. Like expanded travel is a great incentive, um, but unfortunately it's not being looked into further. It's, I don't think it's feasible. Sure. Next question. Only a few left here. What long-term commitments do the partner teams uh, have to keep them in the ecosystem? Tashi says within year two, people will see a material expansion within the partnership program and better integration within the ecosystem as a whole. Teams need ways to monetize their fan bases and the HCS needs to find ways to add revenue streams for the teams. More content involvement in tournaments, tournaments, etc., will all be coming from partner teams in year two. In-game skins are being expanded upon within year two. And some of this expansion will be seen later this year, later this year in the merch department. Have a great night, Winkler. Good to see you. And enjoy the rest of the show on your commute. <laughs> so that's something big to take away here. In-game skins are being expanded upon with it being expanded upon within year two. And then some of the expansion will be seen later this year in the merch department. I like that. That's interesting. I like that. You know me. I love my merch. Yeah, you do. You buy everything. I pretty much. Okay. Yes. That sounds way worse. Now I mean, you say I it mean, not Connor levels of everything. No, but I you don't know. buy like <laughs> 10 of everything. Let's be realistic here. I buy one of everything and I keep it for myself. Does that make me shrewd? For myself, sure. But Connor going out of his way to buy 10 to 15 of every fucking item at Space Station and throw things out into the crowd. Good for I him. I mean, it, it looks like a fun time. Love but. what he's doing there. That's awesome. But, you know, like, I'm not going to do that. Snag says he's already taking a small business loan out for Worlds. Snag, I'm pissed that you're not going to fucking be there. Can you just, if you said you had a bachelor party, right? Can you just bring them? Bachelor party at Worlds, dude. How fucking dope does that sound? Oh, man. Vem, thank you so much yeah. for the fucking sub. You get a woo! I got to give that to you before you head out. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You're killing as well. Love you, man. Um, And then Suwasha, if I mispronounce your name, I apologize. Thank you for the follow, first of all. Also says, love the podcast here from YouTube. Have you guys touched on the SSG drama? The SSG drama. Do tell. Is this the, is this I mean, new? this, the, yeah, is this new drama? Cause yeah, is this new? What is this? I'm excited. Do tell. Because we're, we're about to be done with, we're going to be done with this topic soon. So please, um, you might not be able to post links because they may be blocked from that. But if you have like a, like a concise example, put it in the chat. We'll fuck. We'll talk about it. If it's something we don't already know. So what long-term Commitments, I already talked about that. We're moving on. Probably just referring to collect playing with KCP. Oh, whatever. If that's what it is. I don't care. Nothing's set in stone yet. Uh, question. I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing about phase. I can't fucking talk about it if it's literally is nothing there. Oh, yeah. Sawasha. The team is chalked. I mean, we, <laughs> we, <laughs> we've... Me really shitting on them. Like, I don't think that team's it at all. I think collect is it. I, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think they need to get rid of ACE and, and Elamite. Like that's literal. I've said it. I dipped around it for a while, but I'm like, it's our show. I, I don't fucking care anymore. I think they need to get rid of them. Um, 
I thought it was hilarious when Elamite said that we're folk. If, if we perform shitty all throughout the year, but worlds, we perform great. Then that's all that matters. I'm like, bro, you ain't performing well at worlds anyway. So it doesn't even matter to you. I, uh, I was rooting for SSG in the, I knew it was a long shot, but the, the ALGS that happened. Oh, sure. Yesterday. Is that what it is? ALGS? Oh, that's right. Uh, anyway, the, the, uh, Apex the, Legends. Apex Legends. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. I love their organization. I think their organization's great. It's just, it's just fucking hilarious. He says uh, he's been teasing in Snakebite's chat that he wants to go rogue so bad, and you guys have no idea. I'm telling you, man, I as soon, oh boy, as soon as Rami was dropped and Collect went off on Twitter, I'm like, there's no saving it now. That org, that org, th- that team is done. There's no, no fucking way they come back. And I said it before as well, Collect playing so well as he has been on that team in that situation only does better for him. Right. I, I mean, I look at it, though, kind of like Spartan, though. He let his frustrations all out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I I do think, while, while I may agree with some of the things that they're talking about. Absolutely. There's better ways to go about that. They're not being professional. Oh, there's definitely two sides to this coin. Right, right, right. We but, can but say... Anyway. We can say without a doubt that what they're what they're portraying online is not great. We can also say that, you know, they're great players. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that Spartan's a bad player. He's not. He's phenomenal. I'm not gonna say Collect's a bad player. He's not. He's phenomenal. But the way that they go about it online is not great. Plain and simple. Um, he also went on a rant because he plays well in every turn and he found out Booba Dooboo was scrimming in place of him without him knowing. Oh, I knew we know about that. That was a whole separate thing. <laughs> See, I told you, as soon, I know, I'm sorry. As soon as Rami got let go from that team, that team was done. Plain and simple. Moving on, a couple I'm more things here. Because we've done it enough tonight. We're <laughs> Off the rails, Off the baby. rails again. All right. Are there ways to hold partner teams accountable within the partnership program? Tashi said yes, and it's actually being looked into more for year two and beyond. So... I, I, I respected the answer. Um, but I was hoping that I was hoping that Tashi would go a little bit more in depth on this. Maybe just couldn't. Um, it, yeah. How are they being, how are they going to be held responsible for things? Um, but whatever they are being held responsible. It's just whatever that's going to be. And then the final question that I have listed here is what is HCS's participation in partnered organization events? Now, this mainly talked about the optic event that took, that was su- going supposedly going to take place. Um, and here's what happened from that. Regarding the optic event, it just didn't work out this time right now. Talks are already in place for this event to happen at some point in time, and it will happen. And for year two, the HCS is reaching directly out to start the conversation and plan events with organizations. Great to hear. Great to hear. Because uh, tools... Uh, replied back and was like, okay, so instead of the organizations having to reach out directly to the HCS, like phase did for their invitational, will the HCS reach out directly to organizations to get the ball rolling? And he said, we are doing that already. So good to hear. Yeah. Okay. The fine that, that was it for the interview. Um, there were a couple questions, the other uh, were a, a couple other questions that were asked that I did not include. Um, just because I believe we've already heard information about them before, like champ rank or it's coming at some point in time. There's a couple other things, whatever. Um, 
but again, I just want to give a shout out to Garrett. Um, great interview conducted by you. Um, shout out LVT um, for producing as well. Um, everything really. And shout out Tashi for taking the time out of his day to sit down and chat with Garrett and the overall community about things that are happening within the scene. Tools, you're remarkable. I was nervous that Tashi brought up the one to 50 thing. Cause that's oh. been such a contention point yeah. in the community. Yeah. But then tools ran a poll and champ rank won like by like 56 or something or something 64. I don't remember the exact percent, but it was above when there were a lot of one to fifties in the chat. Yeah. They, yeah. Were, like, they, they drowned it out the chat, but then the poll came and yeah, we champ rank won that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tool says Tashi did say he wants to do them somewhat regular. Uh, so hopefully we get them. Absolutely. And it, in all transparency, he said the same thing to us as well. We dropped the ball basically. Uh, you know, we're 30 and have kids. I do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, Garrett, you did a, a very great job with the interview. Um, keep that conversation flowing, keep gathering questions from the community. Um, especially like right after events, when the information is fresh in people's minds, um, and just keep doing what you're doing, man. There's a reason why you went to school for this shit. You're great. Keep it up. Let's talk about Spartan real quick. Sparty. Yep. Let's talk about Spartan the dog real quick. Spartan put out a series of tweets last night, and this is, um, The reason why I'm including this is because I want to see him stick to it. Actions speak louder than words. We all know that. And, um, yo, collect yo, what's up. So it's nice stickers. Good to see you. Thank you. I like the <laughs> stickers too. They're pretty sweet, aren't they? <laughs> How about that space station one? Am I right? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being a shitter there. now. I'm being yeah. a shitter. Let's talk about Spartan real quick. Spartan has consistently been online talking about how he wants to do better. He needs to do better, but then he doesn't do better. Keeps slipping back into the same ways of shitting on the game, shitting on the studio. He's a very passionate individual. We talked about this multiple times. Very passionate. There's nothing wrong with passion. There's a difference between being passionate and conveying yourself differently and professionally. Uh, Spartan said the following right after the interview with Tashi. Um, and Collect says, I'll speak about it soon, very, very soon. I'm, oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, man. sir. Looking forward to it. Also, I really fucking hope you land on a better organization that deserves <laughs> you. <sighs> okay, here's what Spartan said. Think it's finally time to take a step back from being a massive Twitter troll. I put on a persona since the fine and just let it take over. Definitely been over the top and harped on topics on here way too much. I will still criticize, but I'll be a better voice about it. While I'm extremely passionate and everything I've said and done has been out of love for the game and wanting nothing more than for it to succeed, the way I've gone about it hasn't quite been right. TLDR, time to be better and more positive as a pillar of the community. Oh, real quick, this doesn't mean if you come at me in my throat, you're safe. You're getting roasted. I'm going to keep clapping back. I'm just not going out of my way to be an asshat. So again... It seems, okay. Also, Collect, thank you for the follow. Greatly appreciated, yes. my man. The big thing for me here, and again, this is nothing against, this is nothing against Spartan. 
but this seems like it's on a weekly to semi-weekly cadence where he will come out and say, I will do better. I will be better. And then very shortly after that falls right back into the same thing. So go ahead. I mean, this is the first time that he's acknowledged that he's been yes. being a troll and built up the persona. Which That's it. I can, I mean, after, after getting fined twice while the, the, I can get having that chip on your shoulder. But yeah, this is the time I'm really hoping that he, he says he wants to be a more positive pillar of the community. Yes. Things still need to be critiqued. Things need to be looked at, but having the proper wording and voice to say that really makes a difference. Ice cream. Uh, welcome by the way. Thanks for the follow. Greatly appreciated. Has uh, said, has tweeted and deleted for a while. That's, and that's the big thing. And will you, you hit a really good point too is that this is the first time, at least what I've seen as well, where he fully fully acknowledges where he's in the wrong and what he wants to do to fix said being in the wrong. And I'm all here for it. I'm all here for it. But again, I opened with this, actions speak louder than words. And until I start seeing it happening, and until I start seeing less tweets coming out in the negative aspect. I'll take this for what it is, is just words, but that doesn't mean I'm trying to, I'm not, I want to believe Spartan in this. I really do. I think Tyler's a good dude. I really do. He has a lot, a lot of shit thrown his way online. Now, granted, and here's my other thing. This is why I talk about how this is where I get to the point of he gets back into the old, his old routine. Somebody will clap at him on Twitter. He'll clap back. There's that clapping of back and forth, right? Yeah. yeah. But the thing that I'm not a fan of is when Spartan doesn't own up to something that he's in the wrong about. I don't have direct examples for you. I'd have to fucking scroll and I'm not going to do that right now because we're just, (laughs) we just got on the topic, but there have been instances where he should just let things go. And I'm not, not talking about when people come at him, if people come at him, then fucking, Hey, free game, you know, talk shit, get hit. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It, it's, if you can't, it's a saying it yep, is. And uh, I'm just, I'm I just mean, upset that people come at him all the time for sometimes justifiably most of the time, not. No, it feels like sometimes he is targeted. Yes, absolutely. Because they know they'll get under his skin quickly and he'll clap back. They want the reaction. Right. But there are instances where Spartan has come out and been very negative just towards the studio, towards the game, whatever it may be. And he doesn't, when he's called out on it, he just doubled, he doubles down and doesn't think about it in a, in a constructive manner. He doesn't think about it in a professional manner. He just lets his emotions take over and he goes hog wild, which again, he's a very passionate person. And I respect that, but there's a different way you should be conveying yourself online. I understand esports is esports, but we have to do better. That's the whole point. I get that I get heated on this show. Okay. I do. I am not a perfect individual. Nobody is perfect. Yeah. But I understand when the real thing's in as well. There is a time and a place. Twitter, not that time nor that place. Most of the time. If you want to use it as your soapbox, the yeah. Um 
Can I read what Kleck oh, said go, real go quick? For it, go for it. Uh, Kleck says, I suffer from tweeting and deleting too. I've done a bit better with it. It's, it's a way to express frustration, but not always will it be beneficial in the long run. And that's the point. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I think we've talked about this before too. In a lot of these concerns and issues aren't new. They're just now have the eyes on them with the introduction of Twitter and being able to post and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the pros, I've heard stories of the pros back in Halo 2. And like they they all complained a lot like we see now and they, they went back and forth, but we just didn't see it personally right. because it was all behind the scenes. Now Twitter brings all that to the forefront and um, it just... There's a right way to go about it in my eyes and some, you know, having that professionalism speaks volumes to me. So absolutely. And I, and I want to hit on a point that we've hit on multiple times already is that there's a, the, I may have already just lost my train of thought on this, we've but been it's going for a while. Yes. But it's about how you convey yourself online um, and how that affects you from a perspective professional standpoint to me i want players to be able to speak their minds that's that is my train of thought that i got back on i want players to be able to speak their minds i do not want players voices to be suppressed okay i don't but again there's a time and a place and if you are out there vocally bashing your organization that you were signed to that does not look good on you it's I, by, yeah, yeah. It's just, and I, I make the comparison all the time. If I go out there and I shit talk the company that I work for, it does not look good on me or future employers. It just doesn't. This is the adult in me speaking out, but I'm, I'm not kidding when I say that I want, there's nothing more than I want than for the players out there to be signed to the best organization possible to make a run for worlds, to win a shit ton of money, get those chips. There's nothing more than I want than that for you guys. But it's a two-way street. And I collect, if you're still here, I get it. Yeah. You're in a fucking shitty situation. <laughs> yeah. You got to get in. If you, yeah, sometimes you got to get that frustration out. I tell, I get that. But there's sure. a better way to go about it. And, and that's, I think that's why we have all these like tell-alls after a player's been released. At, when a person releases a book and they're able to go deep into what the fuck happened. When a player, when a pro player in the NFL is retired and they can tell everything that's happened. Yeah. You are a professional on and off the field. And then once everything's said and done, bomb, fucking go for it. All you. And now maybe that's, maybe that's not the way that it should be. Because it's the way it is, right? It's the way it is right now. Maybe it's not the way it should be. And that's a conversation that needs to happen too. But the fact of the matter is with the world that we live in today and the professional world that we live in today, like Ice Cream said, one bad tweet that retweeted really could hurt your career. And it's it's sad that that's the way it is. But we talk about professionalism all the time. And like I said, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect person. I go off all the time, especially on this show. But it's all about being professional when you need to be. So collect Spartan, anybody else that's in a similar situation. I am wishing you all the very, very best. I have nothing against any of the players that are out there. And I truly mean that. 
unless, unless you're a player who's done some shitty fucking things and they know who they are. We won't get into that. So with that, regarding the Spartan tweets, Spartan wishing you the very best. You get a lot of hate thrown your way, man. Okay. Some of it even from us. Okay. We've talked about you on the show multiple times, but the fact of the matter is if you, you, it sounds from this information that you were owning up to what you've said in the past. And it sounds like you want to make yourself better for the future. And if that is true and action is taken upon those words, hell fucking yeah. And I'm wishing you the absolute best. That's all I got. All right. Do we want to read, uh, catch up on chat a little yes. bit? There's Beth uh, had a couple posts. Yes. Or chats, posts, whatever. So snag first says it's certainly easier said than done, but understanding and trying to correct it at a younger age is only going to benefit you in the long run. Doubles your opportunities professionally. 1000% snag. Um, Beth says nothing makes me hate myself more than when I tweet something in the uh, heat of the moment, regret it because I could have word worded, handled it better, but someone retweets it or comments agreeing with me before I get a chance to delete it. Beth, when the fuck has that ever happened to you? Every time I see you tweet, it's always like, I think it's probably around the playlist or the game. But even then, all of those are constructive and respectful. Yeah, they're I'd love fun. to know an example of a tweet that you said that you were upset about. I'd love to see it. I've seen heated Beth in the Discord. Don't get me wrong, but like I've never seen a heated Beth on Twitter. <laughs> I'd love to see this. Um, She can't show one. They're deleted. I'm just kidding. What's up, Paul? She welcome back. Good to see you. Uh, and then she says, or when they use my tweet to bash or harass individual devs or just other people in general. Mm. Yeah. That is terrible. And that should never happen. You just delete it. And exactly. And I know, and for the record, from what I've seen, I've never seen Beth be hurtful towards any dev ever. Yeah. Or team, whatever it may be. Every time I see her online, she's always respectful. And yes, she's vocal about what she would like to see within the game, but she's not disrespectful in the slightest. And as a result to her being respectful, we got a direct response from somebody at 343 saying that ranked playlists are on the way. Yeah, we finally got information. It's, that's fucking benefit to Beth. There you go. All right. Um, are we moving on? I think so. I'll, I'll just say this to cap all this off. Uh, we are a mainly competitive show for the new listeners out there. That has been all the competitive that will pretty much talk about for the remainder of the show because now we're going to uh, turn the tide and uh, our wonderful partners over at Podcast Evolved uh, have a series for us. Um, it's called Map Legends where they talk about the lore aspect of competitive maps within the Halo universe. And now that we are into Infinite, the next one that we have that we are going to uh, show is their segment for Bizarre. So if you tuned in for the competitive aspect, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Um, that's it for our topics this week. And Will. Yeah, I just want to say we're, we'll still be here. We're going to go away for this so you can see the, the video. Keep the chat going. Keep talking. We'll be at our computers. Um, oh, yeah. If you want, you know. So 
We'll still be here. Don't worry. And then we'll come back and talk some more about some other stuff. Talk about more some Halo shit. So let me... Yeah. Yeah. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is Map Legends for Bizarre. Welcome Spartans to Series 2 of Map Legends, a lore series by HCS Pro Talk and presented by Evolved, your home for Halo. On each episode of Map Legends, I will guide you through the setting and lore behind Halo's competitive multiplayer maps. In today's episode, I will cover Bazaar, a launch map for Halo Infinite. Bazaar is a medium-scale multiplayer map released with Halo Infinite and supports the Slayer and objective game types such as Free-For-All, Team Slayer, Capture the Flag, and Oddball. From a lore perspective, Bazaar is set in the West Market District of New Mombasa. Following the end of the Human Covenant War, the United Earth government funded Project Rebirth, an effort to rebuild and restore glassed cities and colonies that weren't completely lost to Covenant invasions. Earth was the obvious choice to launch this initiative, as it is humanity's homeworld, and the glassed areas on Earth weren't spread too far across the planet. The West Market District featured in Bazaar demonstrates minimal progress made by Project Rebirth, overseen by the East African Protectorate. The area still remains scarred, weathered, and mostly abandoned. There is much more work needed in this area before it can return to its pre-war glory. On a positive note though, a partially reconstructed space elevator can be seen in the skybox beyond the market, presumably a replacement for the destroyed Mombasa Tether. There was a lot of skepticism surrounding Project Rebirth in the eyes of original citizens. These citizens lost their homes and communities during the battle for Earth, and haven't seen meaningful progress in the years following the war. In fact, some citizens saw the East African Protectorate's plan as unrealistically ambitious and impossibly expensive. As I mentioned publicly, the funds from Project Rebirth went to the rehabilitation of communities and the cleansing of surrounding glass surfaces. However, this plan provided a convenient cover for exploration operations at the nearby Voy Accession, the site of the Forerunner portal, which was uncovered during the Battle for Earth and leads to Insulation 00 The Ark. A stark divide grows between the original citizens who want their homes rebuilt and a new wave of workers and researchers who want to learn more about the vast Forerunner mysteries hidden beneath Voy. And that will do it for Bazaar on this episode of Map Legends. Let us know in the chat and in the comments which Halo Infinite competitive multiplayer map you want us to cover next. You can check out Map Legends Series 1 on Evolve's YouTube channel, as well as the already released episodes for Series 2. Tune in to HCS Pro Talk for future episodes of Map Legends as they premiere there first. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to HCS Pro Talk and Evolve on their respective podcast feeds and YouTube channels to stay up to date on the latest competitive Halo news and to learn more about Halo's expansive lore. I have been your host, Oren, and until next time, evolve.
So, without further ado, Will, let's get into some competitive, uh, wait, regular, Jesus, regular news. Oh, we're two and a half hours in, I'm losing my mind. 343 brings back a veteran. This is by Joseph Statton. I'm happy to confirm. Halo veteran Paul Bertone has joined the team as studio technical desi uh, design director. Paul and I met in 99 back in Bungie Chicago days and then shipped Halos 1 through 3, ODST, and Reach together. I'm thrilled to have Paul help lead the future of Halo Infinite. Well, we'll have to just wait and see how things happen there. But, um, yeah, I'm hopeful. I am. It's, it's nice to have a veteran back in the space. Hopefully, the only thing I'm going to say is, and I don't mean this to be super negative, but hopefully uh, Paul isn't stuck in his ways. And I'm not saying he is. Like, I'm just saying I hope he's not. Um, because clearly the franchise has evolved. Oh, there's a halo pun. Um, over the years as the franchise has continued on. Um, whether that be four, five, now obviously infinite. So, uh, Paul, obviously I would imagine knows what he's doing. Um, especially if Joe is bringing him back, then, Hey, full steam ahead and wishing him the best luck. Next up. I'm not going to read through this on the show. Maybe I should, but I'm not going to, um, it is long, but I highly, highly recommend you do read the letter to the Xbox Live team from 2005. This is from Max Hoberman, who we talked about previously on this show weeks ago. Um, it's eye-opening um, from way back in the day, in the original days of Xbox Live. It is incredibly eye-opening. You should definitely go ahead and read it. And it is Max and the team voicing concerns over how the Xbox Live team is handling things back in that day and the implications it could have in the like for the future of Xbox Live and obviously Halo Online as a result. Ice Cream says Max went in on that email. Yes, he did. Rightfully so. And again, voicing frustrations professionally. Go read the email. Or go read the th like the tweet that includes like screenshots of said email. It is eye-opening. Next up, we have The Cutting Room Floor, Modding Evolved, Part 1 by Alex Wakeford. This is an article to learn more about the old and cut content from 1999 Macworld era Halo. Halo Combat Evolved in Halo 2 that is actually being restored in MCC. Again, I'm not going to read through it. It's a very long article. It talks about the modding community, which we are not proficient in, but wanted to include it. So if you were interested, you can go ahead and search that article out in the show notes and go read it yourself. And then the Halo Community Spotlight by Alex Wakeford, which is evolving. Yo, Shirzy, my man. Good to fucking see you too. Oh, love him. Gotta love Shirzy. Okay. The Halo Spotlight is evolving. As we look ahead, we've been discussing what more we can do to continue serving and spotlighting the amazing folks of the Halo community. And we've got some exciting things cooking for you all. There will now be three spotlight blogs in rotation on a bi-monthly cadence, each bringing a different kind of offering. 
versus the Halo Spotlight, the spotlight you know and love, slightly shorter by default, now to make room for these additional features. Second is Community Corner, a new blog series dedicated to spotlighting and interviewing individual members of the community. I like that because that is also like um, what Bungie does and I believe other community teams do with members of their communities. And then Spotlight Evolved, a new blog series dedicated to different aspects of the Halo franchise and its connections with different communities. Great as well. What this means is that July will feature your regularly scheduled Halo Spotlight, which, hey, you're reading right now, as well as our debut Community Corner issue later this month. August will have a Halo Spotlight and a Spotlight Evolved piece, and so on. Hmm. And that's it for the regular news. And Beth, you are correct. Yes. And Jersey, man, didn't let me buy you a drink in KC. I was there. I offered. You said no. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, man? How dare you? I'll, I'll get you next time. We'll just hop across the pond and then you'll owe us one. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Snag says, seriously, glad I was able to get off work early and catch it live. Snag, we're happy to have you here, man. We're happy to have you here. And Jersey, yes, that but bar that was, bar was fucking packed. Yeah. Really, really, really cool experience, though. Just it was. Just it was the energy. The energy in that bar just after the event had concluded, everybody just hanging out, having a good time, enjoying each other's company. Just awesome. Jersey says Orlando will have a whiskey and a Coke. We'll have to like Venmo you or something. I'll have to ship you one from uh, Minnesota here. I'm not making, can't make it to Orlando. No. Oh my God. Snake says they'll never forget that night. I won't either, man. I won't either. For better or worse. Yeah, I kind of, I was probably the worst part of that, huh? No, no, you were not. No, you were not. I don't want to, I'll, I'll fuck, I'll name drop. Connor was the worst part of that night. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. The other bar after on Sunday, what other bar? We no, uh, no, I'll just, I'll, someone shoved a long Island in my hand and it did not end. Well, I'll just say that. Didn't end well for you. No, <laughs> I was genuinely scared. I've never been more scared. We don't need to get into it, but I'm, I'm just going to say, I've never been more scared. Like I was fine for you. I know you were fine, but I was scared. And it, obviously everything got taken care of. You're here. Everything's fine. But it's just, I was scared. Um, we all went to the uh, uh, bar down the road because the hotel took an hour to get one drink. Holy did. shit. And they closed down super early too. Oh man. They closed at like 11 or something. I think. Going to make it to Worlds at least? That. Josh will be there. I will. Working on him. Working on him. But yes. For sure I will be. Um, and so I will buy you a drink on behalf of him. If he's not there, there we how go. about that? There we go. There you go. I'm t- I, he says, make it happen. I agree. We're, there's a lot of things we're working on it. Um, but no, we went to, uh, we went to fucking, uh, why am I forgetting the name of it? Up down, up down. Thank you. And we played killer queen. And that was awesome. First time ever playing that game, and that was dope. Yeah, we we dominated with uh, with Snag. Oh yeah, chat. Snag's incredible. Like he's the one that introduced us. And the the fucking the 
the guy across the the counter, this just big dude, big buff dude. He's in it, man. Yeah. Like we're screaming at each other. Oh, it was like it was like oh. we're on main stage. It was insane. Oh. We were yeah. Shirzy says, I need to drink from both of you. My euro ain't good over there. Hey, don't be milking this shit, right, Shirzy? <laughs> Just because I gave you, like, immense praise when the event was over doesn't mean you can come in here and be like, oh, hey, oh. you know that drink? <laughs> well, you owe me two now. The fuck uh, out of here. We probably do. He puts in enough work. He needs him. Oh, man. That, that night was amazing. I mean, all the nights were amazing in KC. It was a great, great time. Was that... Was that Friday night that we went? Ooh, yeah. I still, yeah. Yeah. Was it? That's exactly what it means. <laughs> you know what? Fine. For you, for you, fine. But, and I know you already said yes, but that obviously means that you're going to be, we're, we're interviewing you at some point in time. Okay. Obviously. Right. It's only fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's only fair. Okay. It's only fair. You already said yes before. Well, yeah. He, you better not have lost our card, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I worked hard on designing those cards. Thank you. Agreed? Agreed. Hell yeah. Okay. Yo, Dark uh, dark Kroom, thank you for the follow. Greatly appreciate it. Welcome. Uh, all right, let's move on to Condor Games. Watch. Oh, <laughs> it took us long enough. It did. This, this, is, this show is just... We're past the main competitive side, so we're kind of off the rails really now. Um, I don't have anything to add here except the Rocker 3-2 Paris Legion, and we're still mediocre because the Paris are the worst team in the league, and we they took us to a game five. The, yeah. I just I can't really think of anything major popping up in the league. To, I would like Because we, we talked about COD when COD versus HCS. Like, what is HCS going to be when it comes out? Yeah. But, yeah, there's been nothing really popping up. No, um, the major four is on the way and we play, we play against subliners in the winner's bracket for our first round and it is the subliners home event. So we'll see what happens there. And optic did not make winner's bracket for the next major. That is correct. Weird things are happening. Cod right now. Or teams are just fucking bad. (laughs) So, uh, snag says, I want to redo on mine. I was far too under the influence. Rambling Reese was atrocious. That is not true at all. Rambling Reese was amazing. And you were amazing the entire weekend. It was an honor and a pleasure getting, uh, being able to meet you in person. Uh, might go to that next week. If tickets are still available, you fucking should. All right. That's it for kind of the games. Watch. Let's go to Wales adventures of the Nails. Another games too, because that's what the segment's actually about. Will, what'd you play last week? Gosh, played some Halo infinite. Oh my God. Completed my challenges. Same. Got the entrenched pass done. Same. Uh, got the weekly reward. Same. <laughs> All because you told me what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. Did we do any ranked? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. You probably did. Yeah, because there was the whole, I lost <sighs> two ranks in one night from the, the, the when there was the problem. It's fixed now, so we'll move forward. Yeah, move CSR on. not going up. Um. Yeah, I think I'm back into Diamond 2 right now after all that. Lo- that Yeah. Nice. Anyway, um, played some rock band. Of Just sometimes I need to sing. And it was good. So I was doing random songs. Okay. I got Shania Twain's I Feel Like a Woman. 
I was just bang, 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 I was just killing it. 100% Yeah, there you go. And then I did a be a pro career on NHL 22 to see what that was like. Or as Will calls it, Chell. Chell, yeah, it's Chell. Um, I still, that has, is that a, is that a Crocs thing? Like, is that a, is that a sport mode type thing where people just know? Yeah. Like it's just called Chell. Like it, it's people within the NHL community. It's known as Chell. Okay. Speaking of which, if you, if you haven't heard the sport mode story from Kansas city, please, I, I implore you to go watch that VOD. Because that was a trip. Okay. Uh, Go ahead, Will. Petition for Will to start streaming his rock band sessions. Um, someone else had said this too. I believe it was Pancakes. Because it's true. You here's, should. Here's the problem. Okay. The delay between capture cards and mic audio Ooh. into a OBS. So that... I will always be singing ahead of the song unless I sit there and meticulously find the delay and then match it with rock band. Okay. I, oh, no. I mean, we, we saw just fucking having to deal with the lag, trying to just do it locally has been a pain in the ass. Yes, it can so be. I can it only can imagine be. through a capture card. So I could do it. Should do it. I'm, I enjoy singing alone, but I, when I get in front of people, I will get shaky. I will, my voice will do weird things. Okay. And I don't know if I'm ready to embarrass myself like that yet. It's okay. But I do love to sing. Good. I just got to make sure I choose songs that too, aren't too far out of my range. Oh my God. Oh, so yeah, that's what I played. Uh, it looks like there's some crock talk going on. <laughs> the it's just crock talk. You're back. <laughs> so I, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just, I'm going to quickly retell this because I thought it was hilarious and I need Shirzy to hear this because this is fucking hilarious. Uh, Shirzy says crock should only be worn inside the house. I will die on this hill. So I'm with you. So I, I agree too. I've, I've okay. I've worn mine outside to get the mail. That's the, that's the extent I've worn them, but outside oh, the house. I, mean, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So here's, how this conversation started real quick. Uh, Snag diehard croc fan, but his rule was you do not buy them for yourself. You have somebody else buy them for you. That way you don't feel guilty because you didn't buy them yourself. You just got them. You're like, Oh fuck it. I have them. I'll wear them. Right? So my wife heard that and she's like, we have the same fucking bank account. So I technically bought them anyway, but she bought me a pair of crocs. So I then decide to wear said now before that even happened, before that even happened, Casey final day champ Sunday events over. We're at the bar. We're at the hotel bar snag has been drinking, but that's besides the point. I don't even know why I said that. Fuck you snag. So snag looks over, sees blaze guy blaze standing just relatively close to where we are. And he's like, Josh, look, Look down. I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And there's Blaze wearing Crocs. And like Shirzy said, he had he wore them all weekend. Okay? So Blaze is there in Crocs. And uh and uh 
And then we got on the topic of fucking sport mode. And I'm like, there's no way sport mode's a thing. There's literally no way that sport mode is a known thing to people who wear fucking Crocs. There's, I've never heard this before. It is, there's no way. And Snake's like, no, it's a fucking thing. I promise you. And I'm like, I'll, I'll go ask him. I'll ask him myself. I will walk up to him personally and fucking do it. And so I did. I am doing this. Uh, going. Mr. Spinell, oh. I'm, I'm so sorry if, if I mispronounce your name. Thank you for the follow and welcome to the show. Uh, says we're at a bar setting and, and, uh, snags drinking. This is a believable story. This is unfucking believable. Um, what sport are we playing in Crocs? The couch dash? Just wait, just wait. I don't even know what that is. That's way beyond the topic of this conversation. So I'm like, I'll fuck go ask him myself. He's like, all right, do it. And I'm like, I will. So I go do it. I go ask my, I'm like, Hey blaze. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I have to ask the Crocs. It's like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, is sport mode a thing? Dead ass. His face lights up like a fucking Christmas tree. You've never seen lights twinkling in his eyes. Like anybody like the kid who fucking got the N64 on Christmas. That is what blaze looked like when I said the term sport mode, his immediate reaction and, and snags right next to me. Oh shit. Sport mode. And he takes his Crocs off, flips the tab down, puts them back, puts them back on. And I'm losing my mind on this. I'm losing my mind on this. Halo Infinite's better than Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Just going to give you a heads up. I haven't finished Lego Star Wars yet, but I'm going to say Halo Infinite's better overall. He flips the fucking tabs down, puts his feet back in his Crocs. I am hand in head in hands. Snag's dying laughing next to me. I'm losing it. And Blaze just goes, oh, yeah, look how fast you can go. And he just zooms back and forth in the fucking bar in sport mode. I had no idea. It's like my mind had just, it's like the world had just opened up to me. When, when I saw Guy's face, when I mentioned sport mode, me, the naive dumbass that I am thinking that this is never a thing and it literally being like the thing for people who have Crocs. Wow. Sure. It's like when somebody gets a convertible and it's a sunny day, that's how blaze felt. Dude, I'm yeah. not kidding. It, he, I, I was fucking dumbfounded. So this is not a timeline I was supposed to be in. Dude, trust me. This was not a timeline I ever expected to be real. But sport mode's a thing. I played Halo Infinite. That's the one week. game you play. It's literally the one game I played. I messaged in the Discord because I don't have I didn't have much time um to play games over the week because uh Natana, my wife, um officially got COVID. Um she works in the healthcare industry. Um it was only a matter of time until this was going to happen. We're all vaxxed, we're all boosted, everything like that. And they have protocols in her workspace, but it was only a matter of time before sooner or later, she's going to actually get COVID. And she did. Um, she's recovering. Um, now we just deal with long-term side effects. And so I just didn't have time. I had to watch my child and do all that stuff, home stuff and whatnot. So the other night I'm like, you know what? 
I just want to fucking get some games in. I some, I want to do some challenges. So I just messaged in discord. I'm like, Hey, if anyone wants to play, I'll be on for like a couple games. Um, and yeah, I played some halo. So that's, that's what I did. And no, she's, she's okay. I just wanted to mention that because that's why I wasn't able to play. Um, yeah, that's literally all I played over the last week was just a little halo infinite, but I am happy to say that finally that event pass is done. Um, and my, the battle pass is done too. So now I don't have to play for like three months. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> you won't either. I, I will. Yeah, Shut the fuck up. I will don't leave me hanging. No, I feel bad because I haven't been present in play dates, uh, because of shit that's been happening around here. So I definitely need to get back on that. I want to do the Thursday stuff with you guys, but obviously I couldn't because of things that are happening. So yeah, definitely want to. Um, and now that ranking has been fixed, I feel more enticed to, <laughs> There you go. Um, all right, let's get into some shout outs. Got a lot. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. Let's fucking get into it. We have the fudge bag. <laughs> Great name. Nady, uh, British rocker, 10 anti fear BC, the gray Suasha collect ice cream TX, uh, dark room. And oh, like I said, Mr. Espinelli. And if I mispronounce it, I apologize. Thank you all very much for the follows. It's greatly appreciated. And then also Winkler with the, th- with the, th- with the six month resub, uh, Chica with the one month sub. And then, whoa, what the fuck? Hold hey. on. Them with the one month resub. I mean, one month sub as well. Thank you all so very much. You always get woo. And Gilkey, why now? I mean, <laughs> I, I appreciate it, but why now? Gilkey with the fucking host. Thank you so much. Thank you. To the Gil- to the Gilkey viewers. Gilkey, hope you had a great stream, by the way, obviously. Um, wishing you the best of luck on landing on a well, you're already on G2. What the fuck am I talking about? I wish you guys the best. But to the to the Gilkey and Gilkey with the follow, thank you so much as well. Greatly appreciated. God, look at these guys. You guys are so nice. So nice. Gilkey, thank you for the sub. Uh the gilk milk, if you will. Remember back in those days? Holy shit. We don't talk about that organization anymore. But, you know. Thanks. No, thank you. Thank you. Far too kind. Far too kind. Um, Gilkey with the host. Thank you very much. For those who are tuning in, I'm just going to apologize up front because this is actually the end of our show. So, Gilkey, while we appreciate the host, don't get me wrong. This is towards the end of our show. But, hey. Shameless plug time. If you're any at all interested in catching the rest of it, you can check out the VOD on YouTube when it goes live tomorrow, or you can check it out on all your favorite podcast services. Will's going to plug the show soon, and uh, that'll be live tonight. And then congratulations to our own Davey Wavy on becoming the chief marketing officer of Wichita Esports. That's fucking awesome. And then happy belated birthday to Dan Gaskin, the duo to Shirzy, Roy Lunchbox, because they're twins, and Soul Snipe. Happy birthday, D-Gents. Community Creations, I only have two for you. Only two? Only two this week. But one of them, oh, yeah. you might be featured in. Oh, wait, you are featured I, in. Hey. First one, Halo Memes Every Day, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo Memes. And then C4's top five Halo Infinite clips. This is his first one by Legendary C4. Go check that video out because, well, I may be in it. I had a play. I he is know, in it. I didn't. It's there. 
Go he's check no, it out. He's number one. Well, you didn't have to. I, I think it's underwhelming for a number. I didn't think I deserved the number one play, okay? I mean, I thought it was pretty fucking awesome. So it was, you know, just something bizarre that happened. Sure. It, sure. Yeah, yeah. But it was awesome. But it was awesome. It was it was unex it was awesome and it was unexpected. Yeah. Spoilers, Shirzy, you're getting two drinks from us. So shut the fuck up. All right. You just <laughs> calm down. Calm down. Oh no, I'm an HCS caster. I get to talk my shit. All right, bud. Go check out the play. Anyway. We have our platform too. All right. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. I love you, Shirzy. You know that. Um He's got a point. You know, everybody has their platform to be a, to have their soapbox. You know, Shirzy, I'm just waiting for a time like where you're just on the, you're on the casting desk. I mean, you're, you're on the stage, right? You're you're casting alongside Gaskin, or you're casting alongside whoever, and you just like just stare right into the camera and just go off on a tangent on something. Just completely break immersion from casting whatever you're doing or like when or on when the desk. Yeah. Or on the desk or you're done casting a series. And be- right before you hand it back off to those on the analyst desk, you're just, and Hey, I need to talk to you about something. Just go fuck it off. I want to see that happen. I do. I think it'd be incredible. I know it probably won't happen, but it'd be really funny. And it gives us more things to talk about, which would be great. Yo, red. Thank you for the follow. Greatly appreciated. Thank you. Will, that's yeah. all I fucking got. Yeah, we're three hours. Just hit the three-hour mark on the recording. Literally. So it's, whew, it's a long show. Oofda, as we've said multiple times in this yeah, show. Good. From Minnesota, if you didn't know. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are from Minnesota. It's hot. It's toasty in this room. I am sweating. It is. It's so. not hot outside anymore, but yeah, it is. I mean, we have the door closed and locked so my kid doesn't fucking come rushing in. All right. Well, with that, would you mind plugging the show? Of course. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. Pocket Cast. That's Josh's favorite. Join the Discord if you'd like to join the community discussion. Um, if you'd hit exclamation point Discord in chat. Um, we have just general chat ta- channels, IRL. Uh, Halo, Infinite, Esports, whatever. We talk about Destiny, other games as well. Go check out the Discord if you want to join the community discussion over there. Absolutely. We also have our Twitter for social media sites. We have an Instagram and Facebook. Twitter is the main point of communication, really, for us. So go follow us on Twitter if you would like. We do upload to YouTube. I think Josh at the VOD will go live tomorrow. All, if you want to catch any other episode that we've done in the past, it's all logged there. And then if you'd like to watch us live on Twitch, if you're currently listening and want to catch a live show live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash HSProTalk, Mondays at 7 p.m. Central. If you'd like to go to HSProTalk.com, there it is. Um, there's a backlog of things there too. Link to merch in the top right corner if you're interested. And then... Can't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolve. Make sure to check out EvolvedHalo.com, your home for Halo. Your home for Halo. There it is. They have shows such as Podcast Evolve, Mission Debrief, Halo TV Plus, Halo Book Club, Builds with Blocks, and Halo Headlines. All great shows, 
great community over there. Please go give them a, a, a look on Twitter, on the site. Just please make sure you check out Podcast Evolved. And that's all I have. Hell yeah. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 243. Holy moly. Of HDS Pro Talk. Um, if you are coming in towards the tail end here, I do want to just say that this was a heavier episode, if you will, um, regarding the HTS partnership program, regarding the LVT interview with Tashi, um, regarding players' situations within organizations as a whole. Uh, if you're any at all interested in checking out that stuff, what we talked about, recommend go checking out the VOD as it gets posted tomorrow or checking out the audio version of the show as it goes live tonight into tomorrow. Um, guys, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week to talk about God knows what, because the competitive halo community, you never know what's going to happen right around the corner. Although we do know, we do know that halo.api will have information this week on Wednesday as to what the potential future is for them. And all we can hope for is that it's good news because if it's not, we don't need another L for this community. That's for sure. Guys, we'll see you next week. But until then, bye-bye. <laughs>